0: Forever
1: Dog. Oh, look at that. We are back. Hey, ho, best show here on a Tuesday night in May of 2023. Welcome, everybody, to the best show. We've got a five-star show for you tonight. Five stars. Out of a possible 40. Tonight's a five. No, five stars out of four. That's how we're doing it. We are doing it tonight. We got a great show for you. My name is Tom. I'm the host. Get ready. We've got the topic is going to be summertime. We're going to talk about vacations and we're going to talk about. Your, your summer plans, your vacations, your bad summer vacations, your, your memories, all of it. Summer is uh, the operative uh, theme, and we will talk about it. The number is 201-989-0012 if you want to get in on the action. Will there be a surprise tonight? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Last week I said, oh, it might be a surprise. It's frickin' Joe Flaherty falls from the sky. Blows everybody's mind. Who knows what's coming this week? That's why you listen and watch The Best Show. Take it away. Play the theme, please. back to the best show hey everybody hey ho best show that's how we do it now and we are here on a tuesday night welcoming you all for a fun time on a tuesday night in the month of may we are where are we at uh, yeah writers still on strike how about that that's going fun huh that's a fun thing Huh. Who doesn't love Costco pizza? Well, if you love it, head on out to a picket line. A lot of Costco pizza out there. That's the uh the uh nectar of the gods, apparently. Uh no, the craw is the nectar of the gods and uh Costco pizza is the uh, the feast of the gods. Speaking of the gods, we just heard. Well, first of all, support the writers, uh, the studios. How'd you like when they booed that bum, that Zazlav, when they booed him? He was doing a, a commencement. Pay your writers. Pay your writers. He didn't know what to do. Nobody's ever yelled at that guy in his whole life. He got yelled at. I did like his sunglasses, though. Very cool look. Um, He's not your daddy, CEO We just heard from Abba Super Trooper Title track From the amazing album Super Trooper Often You know we love Agneta Above all But you do need to respect And honor Ani Freed as well and That's why we play Super Trooper To respect and honor Oni Fried. Thank you. Again, the phone number 201-989-0012. And we got some kind of show for you tonight. This is a this is an old topic show, right? You know we love the old topics when we talk about it and we get into it with you. And this is gonna be old topic show. We're gonna talk about summertime sadness. Now some people would say that. I got that summertime, summertime sadness. So, so summertime, summertime sadness. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And we aren't getting any closer to getting Lana Del Rey on the show. What's going on with that? Ain't heard nobody getting back to me on that. I'm throwing it back out to the listenership. The goal of 2023 is to get Lana Del Rey on the show. Ain't here nothing. Nobody. Ain't nobody getting me nothing with this. Help. LDR or bust. That's what I says. Who's going to? Yeah, thank you. So who's going to start cashing the, their chips on this one? All I do is cash my chips every Freaking weak, come here. It's all I do. Cash my chips. You start cashing yours. Help. I'm looking at the chat over at twitch.tv slash best show for number four life, which you would know because that's how you're hearing the show tonight. You already know that's the URL. Um, people saying, oh, Alana is too elusive. No, not on my watch, baby. Nobody's too elusive. It's like Pokemon up in this piece. We catch them all. We got to catch them all. Now, you know what we do. The beginning of the week, of the beginning of the best show, not the beginning of the week. Well, it is more or less the beginning of the week. We, I summon together the greats. Uh, I summon the other three together. Oh, hold on. What? There's a theme. For the four horsemen, which is AP Mike, are you here? I'm here. Lightning, Tom. one second. I am here. How are you, Mike?
2: I'm good. I feel like I just spoke to you.
1: Look at that, the pep in this guy's step. <laughs> Freaking this is Benjamin Button, this guy. He's getting younger <laughs> as the show goes on. And la- I hear uh Dudio, Jason Dudio Gore. How are you, Jason? I'm great, Tom. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Now uh and Pat Byrne, are you there, Pat? What's up? Oh <laughs> hey, what is that? Sorry about that. My bad. What the hell was that? <laughs> now I've been told that there is a four Horsemen theme that I have. I've not heard this. Yes. Who made this? Jason, you made this? I made this today. Should we debut it now? Let's do it. Let's make like we have...
3: Well, when the good Lord made his mind up, he said, this mic needs more men. Four men. Horsemen. And that was it. Here come the horsemen, four horsemen Oh yeah, here comes the horsemen Oh yeah, four horsemen Talking about things you want to know about And thinking about things you want to think about Ain't nothing going to stop them now They're the four horsemen Oh. song of the summer i think yeah it's a very good sh- very good shot this year
1: very good shot um well thanks very good, very everyone this year. for being a part of that there's no more time for <laughs> us to actually talk now because that i think yeah. it was a song uh-huh. it was I th- i'm not sure what was longer <laughs> that or side two of abbey road I, that's like I a minute 24 did.
4: Uh-huh. probably good for definitely good for the podcast i'd say
1: yeah that's good for the that's th- no look it's excellent first of all jason <laughs> thank you jason <laughs> i played everything uh-huh. jason you played everything really? on that uh-huh. yeah wow amazing thank you nice jason ho- close your eyes okay put your hand down okay uh-huh. now look what's in your hand do you see it 600,000 points. Oh, my God. <laughs> I see them. They're huge. They are. I'm
3: most impressed by the shuffle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking Johnny Cash on yesterday's Rubenesque. What do you... Yesterday's Rubenesque? Now, wait a minute. Wait, what do wait. you mean? I mean the one that's coming this Sunday oh, on the best show, Patreon.
1: Oh, I know. I'm there. I'm playing along. It's oh, I know. Selling. I know. We're selling the excitement yes we recorded a new Rubenesque yesterday it comes out this sunday unbelievable episode get ready for this one yeah there's gonna be something else it's almost
3: three hours it's about two hours and 50 minutes
1: yeah and there's video it's a pretty good one actually it's a pretty great one yeah and when we talk about this bonus content, and who am I talking to by doing that? I don't know what I'm doing. When we talk about this bonus content, we've got the Patreon, which is where you support the show. And I'm going to be honest with you here. Yes, I know there are advertisements on the free version of the best show. You know what, though? Truth of the matter is, in podcasting, there's advertising in you know, no 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 bueno on that. It, uh, podcasting (laughs) advertising is uh, not so good, not so hot lately. And it's not a forever dog thing. It's not a best show thing. It is an industry thing. So the Patreon truly is how the best show keeps the lights on because we reinvest that money. Uh, nobody's getting rich on it and we put the money back into the show. Cause we got video, we got this, we got audio, we got all these things, all this bonus content we're reinvesting in the show. So when you support the Patreon, you know, you're helping with the best show, but you're also getting in return Rubenesque, which is the Rick Rubin recap podcast that we do going through each album. And this batch is rough. Right. Yeah. How rough is it? Well, there's name one record from this batch just to give everybody an idea that we all had to listen to from beginning to end. What is one to just tell people to so realize that we are walking the walk with this stuff.
3: God lives underwater
1: empty. Yes. The band God lives <laughs> underwater. Um, yeah, so there's Rube yes, and the, so get ready for it. that's this Sunday. Rubenesque. There's a Hoy which is the the fish sandwich review show. A new episode just went up on that. Uh Uh SNW and a which is the Sharpling and Worcester question and answer show. Those are up there. You can send in new questions for that. We're going to do it. We'll do an upcoming one. Uh for that, there's Make Mike Marvel the 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 breakout podcast, the one where AP, Mike, and Brett Davis go through each and every Marvel movie. They just watched Thor The Dark World. Yeah. R- rough stuff. I'm, <laughs> that's a rough one. But and- I had
2: a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun on that particular episode. That was a fun one, even though the movie is terrible. Sometimes it works yeah. out that
1: way. Yeah. Yeah. That is how it goes. So I'm glad you're having fun with And there's also, you get the ad-free show. $5 gets you the audio. $10 gets you the video. And you get so much, every Sunday new things go up. We make it happen with this. So what's going on, everybody? What's going on, Horseman? Anything? (laughs) Anything burning your britches? Mike, really? I think about,
2: <laughs> You want a summer story? Yeah. I was trying to think about, you know, a good summer story. I may have told this one before, maybe traumatized some listeners in the past. This was a pool party, friend of mine. Oh,
1: uh, no. it, was it was his bad. birthday. Bad news already. <laughs> a Jersey pool party.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, it
2: wasn't it wasn't my friend Big Balls, who I mentioned on the, the latest episode of uh
1: Ruben, get ready on Ruben the oh. news. You'll meet Mike's old friend. What's his Big name, balls. Mike? Big Balls. Big Balls. Big balls. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Wasn't Big Balls birthday, but it was a friend down the block. And he had a pool, four-foot pool. Not fancy, not uh not in ground.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh
2: the old four-footer. And I was the DJ. Mm-hmm. So I was set up on the porch in the backyard. Yeah. Um even brought some stereo equipment down. <laughs> I was dedicated. Again, th- <laughs> this is the summer between my sophomore and junior year in high school.
1: Okay.
2: Uh my friend's older sister uh seeking to corrupt us bought us a case of beer. Uh Miller Genuine Draft.
0: Was this the gateway?
2: <laughs> this was this this was my first and second beer. Yes. Oh, my
0: gosh. Wow, this, yeah. is the it began. this is where origin underage. story.
2: First beers, underage. Don't recommend to underage people out there. Uh, I had to go get some records and uh, had a couple beers. And my, re- my legs were rubbery. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, that's it. Two beers. Hmm. So I get back down there. Things progress. The case of beer disappears. Next thing you know, everyone's in the pool. And there was a couple of young ladies I never saw before. But somehow she, they heard about the party. And they were very free-spirited. Next thing you know, the tops are coming off. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a twofer.
1: Yeah.
2: First beers and first... Nudity. First naked breasts in life, in real life. In life. So it was exciting.
3: <laughs> yeah. It
2: was an like exciting night. But then uh, something happened, which... Put a kibosh on the whole proceedings, and that's when a another friend, again, not big balls.
3: You sure it wasn't big balls?
2: It wasn't big balls. Okay, it he was. Did, uh, he
3: didn't get his big balls stuck in a pool filter or something. It was
2: friggin' Farmer Fife, a guy who got that name because he wore overalls once, and we never forgave him for that one.
5: Farmer so he, he be-
1: Fife.
2: He, he became the farmer.
1: I never thought I would say this, uh, Mike. Yeah. Would it be possible for you to stop talking about Farmer Fife and talk more about Big Balls?
2: <laughs> oh, man, I could talk all night about Big Balls. I just,
1: I just, yeah. I don't. Farmer Fife is so upsetting to me. Uh,
2: well, that I, it was and, upsetting to by me. By default,
1: I want you to go back to your, your buddy Big Balls. Well, it's again. it's important to note that
0: this farmer later went on to create uh, the hit band uh, Tribe Called Quest.
1: Yes, he was, <laughs> yeah, Fife Dog. Finally, Farmer Fife dog. So, okay, so this is all happening. What did what does Farmer Fife do?
2: Well, Farmer Fife d- decides he's going to do a handstand, mm-hmm. literally sea blocking me mm-hmm. in a four foot pool. Just imagine doing a handstand. What's above the the water line, and he's blocking my view. So yeah,
3: sea blocked in a four foot pool is my favorite <laughs> thirty eight special song. <laughs>
2: Yeah.
3: She
1: so yeah, in a four foot pool, you
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: Then everybody jumped out of the pool.
1: <laughs> so
2: everybody out.
1: So this, this was the. Some would call this the chick debut.
2: <laughs> it was.
1: That first chick. When you crack that first beer, and what were you spinning at that thing? Let me guess. Let me see if I can guess. <laughs> Uh, Elvis Costello.
2: That's that's yeah. yeah, yeah, that's in there.
1: Uh, probably some hard rock. You're probably playing some some Led Zeppelin.
2: Yeah, I may have. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the, the weird thing is, I'm 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 mainly thinking of somebody who's uh sort of alongside Elvis Costello. You know, that's sphere.
1: But Nick Lowe.
2: Yeah, no, Tom said it already.
1: Graham Parker.
2: Yeah, Graham Parker. Yeah.
1: You sure they weren't taking their tops off to put their clothes in their ears?
2: <laughs> you don't like Graham Parker? Come on. Were
1: you we playing Howl local and
2: girls? Howlin' win? I think I was playing Howlin' Howl Wynn or I E-Treatment. I like, he's
1: just fine. He's just fine. I'm just giving. I'm just joking. <laughs> it's a comedy show. It's a comedy show. Yeah, I get, show. It. I get we, it. We're here for laughs. Uh-huh. So are you in touch with any of these characters still? Fife, uh, Farmer Fife?
2: No, Farmer Fife uh, he he was dispatched not too long after that. Okay. Um but uh the guy who threw the party, uh, I'm still in touch with.
1: Okay. And God help me for saying this. <laughs> Are you still in touch with Big Balls?
2: <laughs> you said it not me. Uh yeah, uh remotely, not really through friends. I get I get secondhand information. Okay.
1: Well please Pass along my regards (laughs) (laughs) to Big Balls. Please send Big Balls my regards. (laughs) Yes. Now, people are saying uh, that they want Big Balls to call in.
3: (laughs) I want Big Balls to call in.
1: Uh Yeah, I'll work on that. I'll see if I can. I wish. I wish. Uh Look, from your lips to God's ears. God's ears.
2: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Actually, now that I think about it, I've told this story before, uh, Michael. I want to kill you,
1: Mike. I was going to ask if this was the story that that came from.
2: That is big balls,
1: that Michael. I am <laughs> going to kill you. <laughs>
2: yeah, that was big balls. It was. Yeah, I never. Michael, I never gave that I'm going right? to kill you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
2: So, we've yeah. had some friction in the past. So, yeah.
1: In the chat, somebody's saying, and they're probably right. With my luck, we'll get Lana Del Rey here, but Big Balls will also be in the studio. <laughs> Let's scare, scare her away. <laughs> hey, I'm Big Balls, how are you? Lana Del Rey, what? <laughs> well, this is exciting. I'm serious. This episode of Rubenesque, which comes out on Sunday, is amazing. So subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you support the show. And again, we're just trying to keep this show going, baby. That's all we're trying to do. We're trying to keep it going. We're growing. We're working. We're having fun. And now I say, horseman, <laughs> oh, God. stand down and stand by. You got it. um yes yes you know let's do my wc fields at different points um one other piece of business i want to tell you all about guess what everybody you've wanted this for years and now it's about to make it happen it's official i hear this Tom, when's there going to be a best show logo shirt? When's there going to be a shirt with the best show logo on it? Well, guess what? You get ready. You throw out all your other t-shirts. You throw out your comedy ding-dong shirts and your Joe Rogan uh, hoodies. Because you know why? We're doing a limited run of best show t-shirts. Put them on the screen if we got it. We're going to have two options on this. There's the classic Best Show logo blue and yellow on a black t-shirt and then there's the West Coast shirt, the West Show as we call it, on a white shirt. Stay tuned for info on it. This I can just this is brand new. We can announce it now. They will be available soon and the way we're going to do it is we're going to do a limited run pre-order for 2 weeks. So you have a chance, you get whatever you want, you pre-order it during those weeks, you're obviously guaranteed a shirt then. No limit on pre-orders. So yes, if you said, I want to buy 7,000 shirts, we will allow it. But once these pre-orders are done, the stock is going to be limited. So get in on the pre-order. We'll announce when the pre-order is coming. Nobody's going to miss it. So, get ready for that. Best Show t shirts, finally, with the logo on it. It's going to be very excited, uh, very exciting, and I will be very excited about it. Finally, Best Show shirts. Everybody's wanted them. Now you're all going to get them. And if anybody says they already got one, that's a bootleg shirt. I want nothing more. If I hear anything about these, Oh, I got one of those already. No, you don't. If you see anybody in a Best Show t-shirt now, that logo, you you rip the shirt. That's right. Rip the shirt. Or actually, no, you you... What should you do? If you see somebody that's a bootleg shirt, you tell them... That's a bootleg, you piece of garbage. We get them the only say, I'm not mad at you. I'm disappointed in you. Then you spray paint on the back of it. Bootleg. Just write, ask them to stand still while you go get a can of spray paint. I'm assuming nobody has cans of spray paint on them. Go get your can of spray paint or paint. And you write bootleg on the back. Yeah, don't boot like best show stuff, huh? The margins are as tight as can be on this freaking show, man. All right, all right, hold on, hold on. Super Trooper, that's going to find me like I'm on it. Right? I love it. ABBA. Got to see that ABBA hologram show in London. I've heard people talk about this hologram show. They go there and they're all cynical. Then five minutes, they're bawling their eyes out. I got to see this. I'm telling you right now. AP Mike, come on! I would just want to talk to you for a second. Yeah, what's that? If you got any myths, if you got your myths in any of this bootleg best show stuff, as long as to tell you, uh-huh. I won't condemn you. I won't. I won't censure you. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to flood the market with bootleg egg foo what merchandise.
2: <laughs> you know what? I I was just. Uh... And to ask you, Tom, would I? Would it be okay if I, I got on your coattails with a shirt for egg foo?
1: <laughs> well, if you do an egg foo what shirt?
2: Yeah,
1: Mike, you make whatever shirt you want. Okay, I'm making bootleg egg foo what? I'm making bootleg hawk. I'm doing all this <laughs> stuff. Uh-huh. Bootleg. I'm boot. I'll bootleg right back at you.
2: No, I told you the story. That, uh, I, know, guy I know. I'm just giving you the business.
1: <laughs> I'm just telling you. Tell your friend. Tell your friend. Uh, yeah. Tell him uh, the, the the game's over.
2: Yeah. Tell no, him, I cut him off. I cut him off. Tell,
1: you tell him the party's over because Mike had some guy who was making shirts because there was no shirt; they didn't exist. Uh-huh. He'd make one. They were they were not. He'd make. Oh, here's one here. Here's one there. It was very very uh, a minimal thing, but now official. The shirts are official. Thank you, Mike. Let me look here what I got going here. Um, Yeah, I'm looking for a call on the line. I don't see one. Oh, wait. Is it? I'm being told. I'm being told. Famous person on the line. Famous person on the line. I'm being told there's a famous person on the line. is this true? Hello Hello how do I how do I bring this up? Anyone?
3: It should be coming through.
1: let me double check. being told somebody is on hold. Oh I don't know how to take them off hold uh, And this is Andrew by the way Andrew's the engineer. he's the fifth horseman. Oh, thanks. Get ready for that. I, I don't want to bestow that on you yet. You, you got to still earn it. I try hear now, someone. Tom. Yeah. Hello, best show. I know. Hello. 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 Hi. Who, to whom am I speaking?
6: Uh, this is Paul from Los Angeles.
1: Paul from Los Angeles. Do I know you, Paul?
6: Yes, indeed. Uh, I don't think so. Longtime listener, first time caller.
1: Okay, so this is not the famous person on the line. But I want to. No, talk- no,
6: sadly not.
1: I'll talk to you, Paul, while we All sort right. that out. How are you doing, Paul?
6: Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm doing
6: okay. So applying for jobs, uh, usual early week stuff.
1: Yeah. What What kind of jobs you looking for?
6: Uh, probably just anything other than the one I'm in now, uh, Uh, looking for some admin stuff at USC. I was looking for maybe something, uh, in entertainment, but with the strike, uh, don't feel like doing that right now.
1: Yeah. I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot of that now. Yeah, exactly. So look, first of all, I wish you luck with your job hunt. Mm. -hmm. Thank you. Do you have a story for us?
6: Uh, Yes, I do have kind of a sad summertime story. It's not vacation-related, but it did happen in the summer, and it's one of those in hindsight that still kind of sticks in my craw a little bit.
1: Okay, because we're talking about summertime stories, vacations, summer bummers, mm -hmm. everything. Uh, Vacation summer plans you might have. Memories? What do yeah, you? Yeah, this is kind
6: of a. Uh, yeah, this is kind of a summer bummer one. So okay. this is back in the summer of 2002. Um, I had just graduated high school and I had gotten into. I grew so I grew up in Maryland and DC, and um, in high school, uh, I discovered Fugazi and became a huge fan. Like okay. uh, they become one of my favorite bands, uh, and you know the, this is around the time the argument had come out. I think. Like, uh, like my last couple years of high school. So, uh, and even though I grew up near DC, I was from a place called Frederick, Maryland. So I was like an hour, 45 minutes away. I think I was like an hour away from DC. Okay. And sadly, uh, I can never make it to any shows out there. Cause you know, my parents went kind of like iffy about letting me use the car a little strict in that sense. So I never really got to go to shows all that much. And you know, nothing really came to my hometown. Um, anyway, So in summer of 2002, I had gotten into school in uh, New York City.
1: Okay, fancy, uh, fancy, very fancy. Yeah, and
6: so the way that they did did this for incoming freshmen that year is um, they did a small weekend summer orientation kind of thing for all incoming freshmen. And they did it three different weekends. I think like June or July, but there are three different weekends and they just randomly chose me. So they, uh, the weekend that I was chosen to go for this orientation weekend where we, you know, register for classes and kind of take general education tests, that kind of thing. Uh, Fugazi was playing a free show at a Fort Reno park in Washington, DC. And I was, you know, really upset that, uh, I was going to miss this Free Fugazi show, which um, you know, since I was eighteen, like, and is that summer? Like, I'm sure I would have been able to take the car and go out there and enjoy the band. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. sadly, I couldn't because I had to go to the summer orientation. And you know, my thinking at the time is, oh, you know, I'll just catch them next time, no big deal. And that show that they played ended up being the absolute last. Fugazi, last time Fugazi played.
1: Oh, Like, brother. the last show. Yeah. Oh, and no.
6: they have not, they not, that, and it wasn't announced like that, you know, like they, you know, there's never any announcement of them splitting up, mm-hmm. nothing like that. It was just kind of like, oh, Fugazi's playing, you know, the argument just come out, oh, I'll see him again. And that was yeah. absolutely the last show that they ended up playing. The <laughs>
1: literal last Fugazi show. And you're just like, I'll catch him next time.
6: Yeah, yeah. At the time, I'm like, oh, you know, this sucks. Like they're playing mm-hmm. a free show near me, but yeah, you know, oh, I'll, I'll be in New York. I'll catch them next time they come around here. And nope.
1: Well, I have some exciting news for you, Paul. I don't know if you oh. were on the internet today. If you saw this, uh,
6: I, I was. I I did not.
1: Did you hear about? There's a tour, this fall. It's Coldplay and Fugazi. Are hitting the road together, <laughs> co-headlining. Are <they> <laughs> right.
6: Yeah. Clocks in the waiting room, and are they what? still going to do the five dollar thing? Or
1: it is well, that's the thing. Inflation? You go to the arena. It's five dollars to watch Fugazi and it's $700 to watch coldplay. <laughs> but the thing is,
6: will they allow me? Yeah.
1: You know, this is the trick though. It's not $700 to watch coldplay. It's $700 to leave. I
6: was afraid of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Oof. So I think it's a good pairing though. And then they come out at the end and they do a giant jam. Roll over Beethoven, right? I'm going to write a little (laughs) record, going to mail it to my local DJ. First of all, you're going to write a letter to a DJ, right? I'm going to say a record I want the DJ to play. How dumb is this song? Dear (laughs) DJ, would you please play the song that I'm currently singing I think they're requesting rollover Beethoven. The song roll Over Beethoven might be about how can you play the song? I'm currently singing. I'm making this song in front of you. Will you play it? Even if that's not the case, you're writing a letter with DJ. What are you sitting in front of your radio all day? DJ gets the letter. Yeah. Okay. I'll play it for you, kid. How do you know when he when he plays? Not it? even in front
6: of your radio. When or he she. Play it.
1: There are ladies are DJing these days too. Sisters are doing it for themselves, guys. this is a new world. But yeah, what are you gonna say? I wonder if the DJ got my letter. Right, DJ. Yeah, I'll play that <laughs> record for you. What do you want me to play? Uh, smoke gets in your eyes. I don't like it
6: i don't like it yeah there's a little little weird time thing going on with that yeah right
1: i hear you well paul i'm sorry about the fugazi thing i wish you the best of luck going forward i hope you get to see them on this upcoming tour it'll be pretty amazing to see cold play fugazi they flip a coin backstage to see who goes on first um so it's going to be exciting. And they also cover each other's songs, too. So,
7: uh,
6: yeah. Maybe if I could see Chris Martin do the entire Red Medicine album. Uh,
1: he I does. Know.
6: My, he has, my, my life will be complete. But it, it would, would be, be yes.
1: It would be complete. Well, Paul, going forward, I, I wish you the best of luck with your job and, and uh, let me know what happens. I hope you have a happy summer, Paul.
6: Oh, thank you so much, Tom. Really appreciate it, love the
1: show. Hang up on this kid. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker, Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lucenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the white album has thoughts on that so much more on this legendary episode of office hours find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com office hours live who are the animals because I don't well, smell them. <laughs> And now I'm being told officially, famous person on the line. Famous person on the line. Being we told we have a special guest swinging by via the, uh, the telephone. Hello, hello, special friend. Yes, welcome to the show. Hello, this is. Oh, I know that laugh anywhere. I know that laugh anywhere. <laughs> Patricia this Arquette. This is DJ bootlegging, lady. Oh no, you're bootlegging my merch also. What a. I am. I just made a feather duster. I made a Christmas cap. A... I made a. What a. grills. I'm what a turn so of things. events. Patricia Arquette is bootlegging <laughs> my own merch now.
8: I am and I'm loving it.
1: Well, I'm glad you're loving it. Uh, somebody, somebody's having fun. Just still. Well, that's fine now. I'm gonna start with the We're going we're gonna start running off some boyhood merch now. I'm gonna, start, I'm gonna, start, I'm gonna do my own boyhood <laughs> shirts and the one I'm gonna do now. I'm going to do some severance shirts.
8: You know what? Then I'm going to say to you, that's a bootleg, you piece of garbage.
1: There you go. Okay. okay. Yes, that's fair. You piece of garbage. It always stings when you say, you piece of garbage. Because worse than even a curse, like something like that. Like when you say to somebody like, right, stupid. Like stupid is one of the most hurtful things you could call somebody. Like
8: I've called people stupid. Have
1: you? Oh yeah, of course I have. You, you see who I'm surrounded. Have you ever by? called
8: someone a piece of garbage, <laughs> really, <laughs> sincerely?
1: Have I? Probably not. Probably not. This might just. Have I.
8: But this... I'm starting today. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Today's <laughs> There's today. There's
8: always today to start over.
1: <laughs> it's the first day of our lives. We get to call people a piece of garbage. <laughs> now, Patricia Arquette. You have a new show and this show, it's called high desert and it's on Apple. It's on Apple TV. This is the, this show is everything I want out of a show. It's the greatest. (laughs) I've watched three episodes of it so far. And for you, I got to say, this is a tour de force. Aw, thank you. You're getting to do everything on this show.
8: I am, even the kitchen sink.
1: Even the kitchen sink, but you are, you're, (laughs) you're breaking out every tool from the toolbox on this one, because it's funny. I am. It's funny and it's poignant and it's, it's exciting and it's 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 dramatic and puzzling and there's a mystery. It's everything. And
8: it's stupid, too.
1: And it's stupid. <laughs> all of these things. Yes, yeah, it's very stupid in, in the best possible way. Because <laughs> I love... My favorite genre of all the genres is the oddball solving crimes.
8: Exactly.
1: I worked on Monk it- for eight long years. Figuring and those And you did out.
8: a beautiful job.
1: Thank you. Thank I you appreciate it. I appreciate it. That,
8: that was not a piece of garbage.
1: <laughs> no. Monk, not a piece of garbage. So. No. But this show, this is the cloth that this is cut from, if I dare say. There's a little yes. bit of. There's some, uh, some Philip, like some long goodbye, some Altman long goodbye in there. There's some Big Lebowski, some Inherent Vice. There's a lot in there.
8: There is. There's a little soap, if any of you are old enough for remembering that.
1: Sure. There,
8: Yeah. There's a little bit of, um, there's a little bit of, um, I, I don't know if I can go so far as to say, you know, Little Buddy and, you know, what was that? Gilligan's Island, but there's, <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a
1: very little there's bit. Like
8: aftertaste. God, of Gilligan's Island.
1: There's trace elements right? of Gilligan's Island in there. It's That's not
8: a, right, Professor. I don't That's
1: want people. Right. I don't want people to watch it and think like just like I don't know. She she was on the show talking about Gilligan's Island. I didn't see any. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Yeah. No, <laughs> so what what is if you had to tell somebody about this show and why it appealed to you to to make this show, what would you you tell them, Patricia?
8: Well, to me it's kind of a counterculture comedy and you know, we are living in absurdist times. I mean, we all watched everything everyone said after the assault on the Capitol and the crazy things people are believing. And we see on the news that somebody will leave like their driver's license, you know, at the scene of the crime that they commit. It's just kind of a crazy, absurd time. And this has little elements of how bonkers everything is, but it has a very beautiful heart in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd grown up with a lot of eccentrics and some people who struggled with drug use and went in and out of sobriety. And while I ended up losing a lot of them, there were really beautiful qualities those people had. They were smart and interesting and funny and warm. You know, Mm -hmm. they had this illness that took them down. And, but I loved them. So it was, it was kind of, um, inspired by one of the writers, Nancy Fishman, her sister Marjorie, who, you know, struggled with her addiction and also said to her at one point, you know what, I'm going to be a P.I. And she was like, well, that's insane, but it's also the first sane thing you've said. You'd actually be really good at it. Yeah. So this is kind of the fantasy of if Marjorie was a P.I.
1: And that's the thing, your character Peggy on the show is is clearly struggling with with uh recovery and addiction and but it's not you're not you're never ever laughing at anybody and it, you're you're definitely laughing with the journey and with the struggle and with the adventure on it which is what makes the, all the difference for me with something like that is that you you have a clear rooting interest in watching uh Peggy as as imperfect as she may be, navigate this world, and you're just cheering for her to succeed.
8: Well, I think part of what I responded to in the material was it was like had its own original voice, which as much material as we see everywhere, and there's certainly good shows all over the place. This was a little bit edgier, mm-hmm. but very funny. And it was clearly original, and they had their own voice, these writers, that is a different kind of sense of humor that's a little off-kilter, which is more in keeping with my own sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really like that, and it's it's completely committed to what it is.
1: Yes, which e- is
8: a piece of garbage. No, <laughs> no
7: I'm just kidding. No, it's yes.
1: not. this is not how we. It's the opposite this is of a
8: piece of garbage.
1: Exactly. This is not how we promote things, Patricia.
8: <laughs> Generally, okay. you
1: want to bring people toward the show, not not go, And by the way, it's a piece of garbage. I didn't mention that. <laughs> no. It's, no, it's great. It's
8: not at all, you liars. It,
1: it's so funny, <laughs> and and you. In this, I also gotta give you credit. Those sunglasses you're wearing in this, this you should never take them off. You should be That's walking great. around in yellow frame yellow tinted lenses all the time.
8: Yeah, let's look at the world through sun colored lenses, you know? Yeah. I mean, Peggy is a real fashion uh, fashion you know she loves fashion she makes her own fashion she's living in her own reality Mm -hmm. and she's gonna make make the world you know uh look like her her own way fit into her own way of seeing things
1: yeah and what are tell me about the thinking of some of these these uh fashion choices on the show because there's some some i it's like uh there's some things that reminded me maybe that Mrs. Roper might have worn.
8: <laughs> there are Miss Roper moments. Mm-hmm. Then there's also moments where she's in heavy. And also there's some stuff that got cut out that's so funny. I mean, there's stuff that in the show right now where uh she dresses up like to be a PI and her idea of what is that. Mm-hmm. So that goes back to like early movies of the 70s kind of uh, a little bit of Angie Dickinson around the edges, Sure. you know, her her kind of raincoat and her floppy hat, and then there's the Miss Roper moomoo.
1: <laughs> her
8: pioneer town yeah. look. Yes,
1: yeah. now because that's the and other her thing. Bonnet. This is taking place out in the <laughs> Palm Springs area, so you've got Peggy is working at basically. Pioneer Town out there, which is the Western, it's the, it's the, it's a Western uh, tourist village and being, and performing in the, 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 the state, like the, like the, the little productions in the saloon was.
8: Yeah, exactly. And it's a fun job and it's a whole world and it's kind of her, one of her satellite families. Mm-hmm. Because she, she hustles everybody because she's a manipulator like most addicts are, but she is kind of a double winner because mm-hmm. she also is a bit codependent, so she's always trying to keep, take care of everybody and mother everyone at the same time.
1: Sure. Was this your first? Is this your first go through, uh, run through with, with in the Moo Moo world? Or do you have? Uh, or do you? Are you or, or did you have? No, did you bring your actually, own moomos to set?
8: I didn't. Those were vintage moomos okay. and expensive moomos that we. You know, we figured that. I think that, that Peggy is kind of a bit of a magpie. She likes shiny things. or like pack rats; they collect shiny things and make nests.
7: Mm-hmm.
8: I don't know if you knew that about pack rats, but I, they do. I didn't. They'll steal tinfoil and put it in their nest, but. Peggy has a little bit of that in her, so, mm-hmm. like, she could go into your house and dog sit for you, but a few of your moms, you know, Bob Mackey Moo moos will be gone
1: mm-hmm.
8: <laughs> when she leaves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it is, it's so, it's such a great character, I that must have just been a total... F- a total adventure and thrill to play a character this, like this, like larger than life and fully realized.
8: Yeah, it really was. It was, it was so fun. Also working on it together. It took us seven years to get this off the ground.
1: Wow. Wow.
8: And, And I, I think a lot of people that aren't in the business don't really understand how long it often takes, you know, go from reading something some material and then it's it's very different but the essence of it is still what it was originally Mm -hmm. but to get it to a place where you end up selling it and then making it and then editing and getting it out finally takes a long time but i've loved this character all the way along and we just kept building on it i'd see something and i'd shoot them a text and then they'd either think it's funny and build on that and add things And whenever they put it through their filter, it would always spit out a hundred times funnier. Yeah. And I just felt like we were really in sync, and Mm -hmm. it was so fun to work with these three women, the Fish Women. Um, they call themselves, and um, they're just really wonderful writers.
1: Oh, it's so much fun. And um, what a new one comes out every Wednesday. You got it. Okay, yeah, and you're th- we're three until deep- the end of time. Until the end of no. time, <laughs> we're this is a no. this is a big commitment. High Desert. It's a big commitment. <laughs> it's going to be the rest no. of your life every Wednesday.
8: <laughs> well, the fourth one's about to come in, so you guys are already we're already halfway there, and you're all behind. Okay. I don't know
1: what's going on. Everybody's going to catch up. You
8: know?
1: Everybody. I'm telling. <laughs> I give this High Desert. 11 stars out of a possible five.
8: Wow. Hold on there. Can you believe that? Beethoven? (laughs) Roll over, Beethoven. (laughs)
1: Did you hear that? Uh No. Uh, Yeah. No, this is, it's a really funny, great show. And it's great to see you, even though this is a real character who with real, real struggles and foibles, You are, you are getting a chance to be as funny as you are with this character. And it's a treat to see that.
8: You know what? I feel like we all just came out of a damn pandemic and the world's really heavy right now. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, we all just need to laugh. I know I really needed to. Mm -hmm. So even though it took seven years, it came at a perfect time. Yeah. I shot this right after I finished Severance last season mm-hmm. and to go from that kind of claustrophobic environment and all that that was to this more wide open space. Yeah. And I love the desert because wild people are drawn to the desert. People who live on the fringes and you have the people of Salvation Mountain and then you have the runaway criminals and you have the rich people in Palm Springs with these, man-made golf courses and these really interesting type of people.
1: Yes. It's a, it's a truly weird place. And this show kind of, the show captures the weirdness of it. And um, I love it so much. And one other thing I want to ask you, What's the story you, when you were on the show uh, during our 24 hour show, you mentioned you were making a movie at that point that you were,
8: that's right, that
1: you were directing.
8: Right. That's right. I just want to say that in high desert, it's not just me, me alone. No,
1: mm-hmm.
8: Matt Dillon's in it. Bernadette Peters is in it. Oh
1: my gosh, she's Rupert so good.
8: Friend. We got
1: Brad Garrett we got is in it.
8: The Brad Garrett. The funniest Brad
5: Garrett.
1: He looks like know. he looks like he's mad all the time with you. Like he just has that look. <laughs> I,
5: <know.
1: laughs> like, I wonder if he was <laughs> like he I don't He looks just in a perpetual state of agitation. <laughs> like he's about to blow his stack at any point. But he's, great he's great in it. He's great in it.
8: He's really good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, after I finished that, then I went immediately and directed my first movie, which is called Gonzo Girl, mm-hmm. that Willem Dafoe and Kamala Maroney are in and Ray Nicholson and me. And it's kind of loosely based on this book that was inspired by this this woman wrote called Gonzo Girl that was inspired by her time working for Hunter S. Thompson.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And... It's
8: kind of a coming-of-age, wild ride.
1: And when is that going to be out in the world?
8: This is a good question. I'm learning so much about film, mm-hmm. I got to say, through the process of directing and the whole distribution side. Um, so we're, we're applying for some film festivals. We'll see if we get in. If we don't, then we'll try to sell it. If we do... We'll also try to sell it, but we don't have a. We haven't sold it yet. We haven't really showed anyone it yet. So, fingers crossed that. Well. That all works out.
1: If it if you don't, you could always play it at the Gowanus film series. I'm sure they True. could find a a night to allow it. To pro <laughs> if, if <laughs> Which the programmer. I, so. I think the programmer might allow it.
8: I know, I have a little inside connection yes, you do. to that beautiful, very handsome programmer. Yes,
1: our mutual friend. Oh, well, I... he's more than a friend to you. Uh, the great oh, yeah, Eric White. <laughs> yes. Now.
8: A wonderful, incredible artist. Too, yes, by the way. greatest
1: artist I ever saw in my life. Eric White, Julie Vickerman then Picasso and all the rest of them come after that now um, exactly, Patricia I appreciate so much you making some time and telling us all about High Desert it's on Apple TV people gotta check it out it's so much fun and it's funny and it's weird and thrilling and everybody's gonna eat it up so check it oh. out and I again Thanks for
8: having me on and talking about it. And course. thank you for making me laugh all the time. Oh you're very the, funny.
1: Well, that's the nicest thing anybody ever said to me. Thank you, Patricia.
8: You're welcome. Now I'm going back to my bootlegging your product.
1: Okay, yes. You have to do some bootlegging to do. <laughs> all right. Patricia, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.
8: Don't you want to hear my bad story about my summer?
1: Oh, of course. Yes. Please.
8: Okay, just very quickly, um, I went to Capri when my son was little. It was me and him, and mm-hmm. we were alone together. We went swimming in this, like, I don't know what it is, the green grotto or whatever. Anyway, the next day, I had a horrible ear infection. It was August, and all the doctors were on vacation in Italy in okay. August. Mm-hmm. So all they had was an OBGYN who came and looked at my ear, and I was in excruciating pain and he gave me some drops. And the next day, blood was pouring out of my ear. Oh, no. And I was like to the hotel, like, this is getting worse now. And I was in horrible pain. And I bought my son Enzo, this, the biggest Lego set on earth. So he could play with that while I was just there losing my mind. And then I was calling the hotel like, please, I need another doctor. And they, they couldn't find one. And I was like morphine, morphine,
7: morphine.
8: Thought yes. <laughs> I was an addict, and so I ended up going to the little hospital there that was run by nuns who didn't speak any English. And again, I was morphine. morphine. <laughs> <So you're yelling. laughs> they, they were looking at me with this little boy next to me, my baby, who's holding my hand, and they were like horror in their eyes. So. I called my friend and she was Italian. She's like, Maybe I can't find anyone. that are on vacation. So I said, okay, that's it. I know you're not supposed to fly with an ear infection, but mm-hmm. I have got to get home. So I just flew with this excruciating oh. bleeding ear. The and it worst. hurt so bad when we landed, when you go through that pressure thing, it was mm-hmm. like, Pop, and I was like, ah!
1: that <laughs> is <laughs> hell on earth.
8: So that's my summer story.
1: That's your summer. On that fun note. <laughs>
8: Thank you for having yes, me. Of
1: course. Thank you, Patricia Arquette. We love you and we day, will y'all. talk to you soon. Okay, love you. Okay, okay bye. All right, bye. The Great Patricia Arquette. How about that? See, best show. You, you don't even know which way it's coming on this show stars and everything run this thing for a minute we'll show a second as high desert while i set up the next uh, part of the show here please as
5: you can see it's a really great neighborhood oh yeah it's a great park the house has
9: great phones oh i'm
8: sorry would you excuse me what the hell happened hidden rod i'm never going to that walmart again
10: supported you while mommy was here but ain't happening anymore
8: I told you I'm a private investigator now you're just gonna have to hustle I need a hustle no to hustle
9: this is the time peg you're a phoenix baby I know what are you supposed to be
8: a real PI what are you playing at I'm not hiring I'm a natural detective you need me. And I need this job.
1: you here Monday morning at 9 a.m.
8: I don't get up before 11. When I had money, we all had money. From dealing drugs. It was a little pot. Maybe some hash.
10: There was cocaine.
8: Well, that was much later, and I did it. I didn't sell it.
10: Oh, wow.
8: Okay, calm down. Good comes from bad. But I need that uh, thing that I've always missed. You got some loxies? <laughs> I, I, no! I'm on methadone, creep!
1: You don't think things are going to change that fast. But they do. All right, let's fade uh, it down. Fade on, it down. My yeah. Amazing, everybody. Check this Your out. You no can stop it. That's great. High Desert, check it out. Next week on the show, I'm going to tell you all about while we Get this squared away that we're going to do another uh, monster list show. Get ready for this one. The 25 best movies of all time. The 25 worst movies of all time. That's what next week is going to be. That's the list. The top 25 best movies, the top 25 worst movies. One list covering both ends of the spectrum. So get ready for that. It's going to be a good one. Okay, we got some hot phones, busy phones. Let's go to them now. Hello, best show. What up, douche?
5: Ploptron 2024 in his house.
1: I know who this is. The plot. No, you are, are. You. What model of Ploptron are you up to now?
5: Well, that's the thing. I I like changing the model number of the Ploptron every time I call in. So it's it's up to 2024. You always want to be a year ahead.
1: You 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 do always want to be a year ahead on. The model of robot that you're claiming that you. This is Darren, who I work with over at Consolidated Cardboard.
5: Although I don't see you that much because you're, you know, you're handling the West Coast account.
1: Yes, we, so we lucky, we, and we don't overlap in face as much as we used face to face as much no. as we used to. Yeah, no, yeah.
5: But man, look at you talking to big TV stars, Patricia Arquette.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty I, exciting. I
5: listen to it, and you are really good at interviewing. It's so weird because it's a real, it's a real far cry from when uh, you got all tongue-tied when we met the Forest Kelly at the Newbridge Planetarium in 1982. I, I didn't think you were going to get one word out.
1: Yeah, that was <laughs> a... <laughs> okay. Okay, look. Maybe not my most confident moment. Right. But it's DeForest Kelly. It's a big deal.
5: It, yeah, it was. I mean, we both, he was our favorite guy. He was our favorite on, on that uh, crew.
1: He really was. And I just, I. it's like you get ready for it and you get ready for it. And then all of a sudden he's there in front of you and you're just like, that's effing DeForest Kelly right in front of me.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it should be known, we were the original Bones Brigade. That was our fan club for him. Yes. He you know, was, was Bones.
1: Remember? Yeah. Remember? Yeah, well, yeah. Do I remember? The,
5: skateboard, the skateboarders took our name.
1: Yeah. He did not seem as impressed by us, though.
5: He seemed really annoyed by me, especially, which really hurt.
1: It was a strange one. He was,
5: yeah.
1: He just was I have like that
5: homemade T shirt that I, that I made.
1: Yeah, he like he didn't he didn't. You know, there's those things where you think it's like, well, this will get him on our side, and every time yeah. we dropped one of those, it got him more not on our side.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The drawing on the T-shirt, it was supposed to be him, but I guess it looked like a wiener or something. I didn't mean it to, but he got really offended by it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, he did not, he was, he was mad. You'd think that the, that it was like on the show, you'd think that there was like a problem on the, on the enterprise, the way he was acting. Right.
5: Yeah. Or on the set, I heard he was a real pill.
1: Yeah. That well, we got we got a good taste of it.
5: We did. We did. Um hey, so am I correct that the topic is summer vacations Was that kind of went awry? Is that
1: what it is? It's like we're talking all about summer stuff. We're talking about summer past summer vacations, summer plans you might have, just summer. It's like but a lot of it is oh. is is bad summer uh summer bummer vacations, sure.
5: All right. Well, strap yourself in because I got a big bummer. All right. Okay. I never told you this, but uh, you almost left me during last year's summer vacation at, at um, Beach Bridge.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah. What um, happened? What happened?
5: Well, well, things things were okay at first, but you know, we go and we uh, go to the beach and we get in, in our beach chairs and we're listening to our murder podcast and this absolute smoke show comes walking up the beach and i guess i thought deirdre and i were close enough and mature enough to joke about things but
11: uh turns,
5: turns out we weren't oh my god um so well i i i say to deirdre damn he makes me want to show up early for my shift as a teller at El Banco del Spanco. Oh God, man! Oh. I know, but like I thought it was funny because it's like I work at this Spanish bank, and you know, there's obviously the, the other connotation. But oh my God, she did not like that.
1: Yeah, well, when you say El Banco del Spanco, do you you you're not giving del Banco. What's that? Del Spanco. Del Spanco. El El Banco. Yeah. Del Spanco. That's it. Oh, you've heard of it. You banked it? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm repeating what you're, <laughs> okay. Taryn. I'm.
5: Oh, okay.
1: I'm just oh, saying I you're not. Know. There's not a lot of. There's not a lot of wiggle room on that one. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Which is
5: also what she said. What? Um. So oh, yeah, she didn't like that. So um. To get out of that conundrum, I knew I had to say something extremely deep and complimentary about her. Mm-hmm. So I said, honey, I think it's a testament to how deeply I love you as a person that it, if I didn't know you at all and I saw you walking down the beach, I'd probably go. Eh.
1: Well, oh, da- Darren, wow.
5: No, but but see, then she got mad and, and I told her, "I no, I don't. It means I don't care that you're not super hot. And that made it worse, Tom.
1: Yeah, this is bad.
5: It was real bad. And then she was so mad I had to sleep for the next four nights in an inflatable raft in the driveway.
1: Why why in the driveway?
5: I guess she wanted the neighbors to know that I was in the, 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 not the doghouse, but the, the raft house, I guess.
1: Yeah. So well, I guess they they must have known, huh?
5: Yeah. And speaking of dogs, every neighborhood beach dog came to that raft well after midnight to pee in it while I was sleeping, and and some just came to fart in it. Hope I can say that on the air.
1: Well, you just did. So they yeah. they yeah they didn't they that's what the dogs did huh?
5: Yeah. Yeah. It's like they knew I was a, I was a bad egg. I don't know, Darren. But um, I know. I know. But, you know, all is all, all is turning bright with the news I'm about to lay on your ass. Are you ready?
1: Uh, Yeah, I am.
5: Well, first, let me say, I know we both have prayed this day would come and it finally has.
1: Okay, I'm not sure if we. Uh, I I want to see where this goes.
5: They're finally releasing the New Jersey's Got It Volume Two compilation. Our hardcore band, Ambivalent Psychosis, appeared on, and it's time to get back together.
9: Well, Darren,
1: isn't that the
7: greatest?
1: Uh. The, you can't find the words
5: I, I knew you'd be excited, but I didn't know you'd be that excited.
1: Wow. Well, I just, well this is how
5: you were with the DeForest Kelly.
1: I Tim, it's all a, it feels the same. I now feel like DeForest Kelly felt looking and hearing you. What? Uh this, no, this, man. Oh. Uh, People, okay, for the audience. Buy Our
5: Records is is back in business.
1: Buy Our Records is back? Yes. So, for people in, what are are we talking again, Darren? 85, 86? Is that about where we are? We
5: we, we formed in late 84 and and we kind of, uh, you know, we got our chops up, we got our band together, uh, and unfortunately, we played only one show in, in late 85. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And our, our band was ambivalent psychosis. Oh boy.
5: We were great. Come, we just didn't have a chance, Tom. And I'll tell you, many people are saying our song, Officer Harrop sucks is the best thing on the comp.
1: So it's, uh, it's coming out.
5: Coming out, yeah, and I gotta say, man, I listened to Officer Harrop sucks today for the first time in a while, and man, it's got everything—like all the best hardcore songs. Starts with a barely discernible super fast bass intro played on a Rickenbacker, so it's super thin sounding. Oh my god, it's like butter in my ears. Can't get enough of it. Want to eat it?
1: Just yeah, that's uh, it's a very specific uh sound. So great.
5: You know, it's weird.
1: What's that, Darren?
5: It's kind of weird that Officer Harris is still on the force after all these years, but still only a regular officer. He never made it to a higher rank.
1: Never got promoted. No, no. And
5: I have to ask this. Uh Uh-huh. Is he dumb? Is he dumb?
1: Is Officer Harib's dumb? Wow, I never thought of yeah. it in those uh, on those terms. Yeah, well, here's he might, why I bring this up. He uh, might uh, go ahead. I want to hear your.
5: I I once saw him on his break in his cruiser, and he was reading an Archie comic. It was like his break, and while he was reading, he was moving his mouth like he was reading it out loud to himself. Sure, and then like. Six, six six seconds later, after he after he would stop reading out loud, he would. It was obvious he was thinking about what he just read, and then
4: he would laugh.
1: For an Archie comic, how long was it yeah. taking him? Do you, could you track how long it was taking him to read like a page?
5: Yeah. It, uh, well, I I I watched him for probably like. A good 10 minutes, and I think it was just
1: one page. Wow. Yeah, you know, Darren, I think he's dumb. You know what page it was, Tom? What page? What page it was? Cover. It was the cover. Yeah. So it was was a good 15 minutes on the cover of an Archie comic. Yeah,
5: yeah. And I don't think it had any words on it other than Archie.
1: So it, yeah, he might not be, um, like, like, like smash mouth said, he might not be the sharpest tool in the shed.
5: No, true, true. Hey, speaking of words, quite the, quite the opposite. Someone who's great with words. Yeah. You you were such a good lyricist. I really think you could have been the next Jello B. Arthur.
1: The what? Uh,
5: Jello B. Arthur from the Dead Kennedys. Good Lord.
1: Jello. I really have lost touch. It's not. It's not. His name is not Jello B. Arthur. What is it? Jello Biafra.
5: Get ready to suck those words. Dead Kennedy.
1: You're searching it.
5: Well, I, yeah. Well, I, I don't want to talk about this anymore.
1: So, yeah, um, of course you do. Okay. Uh, what? So okay. So you you liked my lyrics back then.
5: Oh my god, we all did, and nobody in in our scene nailed mid eighties pathos in song like you did, and, and I, I'm just looking at at. Old cassette I have of, of, of a practice I recorded on, on our boombox. God, you were good. We aren't the world, too many posers, new coke sucks, back to the future blows. There was that song you wrote about Live Aid called Live Ain't. Um, millions of dead cabbage patch kids. Here's one that I think you're here's the one you're a little off the mark. Um, it was called "Mark My Words." Michael Jordan is a flash in the pan, and I didn't get that one right.
1: No, I'm, I missed the missed the mark on that one.
5: No, you made up for it though. With George Bush is the Unabomber, uh, the McRib rules. We built this city on hardcore punk. Lamb sucks. Nancy Reagan's crack pipe and um, song. You know we used to We only played one show, but it was our big closer. They found the Titanic and Officer Harrop's ass. You really had an H on for him.
1: I really did back then. He was not my guy. Yeah, yeah, not my guy.
5: No, he was always always like he was getting getting on you for that skateboard. You you would always ride around. Oh, he
1: hated my skateboard.
5: Didn't didn't like it.
10: No, like it. Sometimes I I would see him. I would see him
1: walking around. And he would be at like a six or a seven in terms of how mad he would be at me. But if I was even holding my skateboard, look at 10.
5: Yeah. I think he thought you were going to use it as a weapon. Just slapping people in the head or
1: something. Uh Uh-huh. No, I I mean, yeah, he hated it.
5: Hey, well, speaking of hitting people in the head... I'll never forget when that bully hammerhead wanted you to write lyrics for his band hate from within. Yeah. Oh my God,
1: bad news. We
5: were so scared of him. He was bad. He looked like if the 40 year old shop student who called Arnie Cunningham in the film, Christine was also in the exploited Remember?
1: <laughs> it's like, it was it's like goes. it was yesterday. It's really like it was yesterday.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know the, the 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 combination of you writing for them it was never going to work because your your goal was to write about the woes of living in the Reagan era, and Hammerhead wanted to sing about beating up guys in flock of seagull shirts.
1: Yeah, yeah. You I,
5: had one, didn't you? Didn't you have one?
1: A flock of seagulls shirt. I did. Yeah. I did. I was in. I my tastes were pretty pretty all pretty diverse and all over the place
11: they were they were they i were. yeah i was yeah.
1: just not um, just i was just not a like exclusively one thing or another thing i kind of was interested in in a variety of things so yeah
5: i think that's great i i think that serves you well as as, as you get older in life if you're just stuck in this box it doesn't really doesn't benefit you but uh, hey, getting, getting back to to Seagulls, who was the guy you were obsessed with? Um, he was the bassist, I forget his name.
1: Oh, Frank um, Maudsley,
5: you wrote him, yes, yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe he didn't respond to all those letters you wrote him.
1: Never, never got one reply. I, I must have written 15,
5: yeah, you know. Some of those huge stars get jaded. I've heard very similar things about guys like, um, you know, Dave Grohl and Kurt, Kurt Vile, especially.
1: You've heard he's jaded. Oh yeah. 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 I, I, it would be a real bummer. Actually, I, I did. I haven't heard about Grohl. I've only heard about Kurt. I gotta say. Oh, you didn't hear Grohl is a, okay. Um, No. Well, that's not my experience with Kurt at all. And I, I, I know him pretty well. Um, Oh, good. Yeah. But, um, it's a real bummer to think back that Frank Maudsley from a flock of seagulls would have been, would have been on some sort of star trip. I know, I know. Yeah. I don't, uh, you know, who,
5: who knows? It was a different time back then, but, uh, Speaking of that time, I I really thought you were going to be the Robert Hunter of hardcore. You know, quietly writing songs for Dri, Gbh, and the Dagger Abortions bands like that.
1: You thought I was going to be the Robert Hunter, the Grateful Dead's yes. lyricist. Right. Well, I, that's that's uh, that's a that's the new one on me, Darren.
5: Well. I know. It, I, I guess I just thought it, it could happen. Um, but man, I got to say, I wish we, I just wish we had not folded so early and only played that one show because you, you had such cool stage presence and nobody was doing that Roger Daltrey, Mike twirling hardcore.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing that I was really trying to bring different. I was not just going to be a pure hardcore uh, uh, frontman.
5: And that's what would have set us apart, you know, if if um, you know, if the incident hadn't happened. And you know, we of course we learned that the reason there was all that duct tape on Roger Daltrey's microphone was that so when he swung it, the mic wouldn't detach from from the cable and hit someone in the face, which is of course what what happened that night. One show we played. Oh, I know, I know. It was bad. That was bad. I honestly didn't think it I didn't think a human could bleed that much. And I I still think of nightmares about this when people were running and sliding in the blood puddles, like those kids with the mud at Woodstock.
1: Yeah. I, I think at a point people were surprised that it was blood because they were so much of it that they assumed it was something else. Like, it couldn't be blood, because how could there be that much blood there?
5: Right, yeah, Yeah. and the EMT people were were slipping in it. I'll tell you, man, it it was like if Trent L. Strauss promoted a show at Chris Williamson's Rock Hotel.
1: (laughs) Really? I've never heard it put so succinctly as that.
5: Isn't it weird that none of the Cro-Mags ever held Chris Williamson down and shaved off that mustache?
1: You know, I never thought of that, Darren. Mustaches have had a weird place in music.
5: Right?
1: Yeah. Tracy Pugh.
5: I mean, he he could pull
1: it off. I always think of like, I know this is not hardcore, of course, but Night Ranger had that keyboard player who seemed like he was 20 years older than the rest of the guys in the band.
5: Wore a hat, obviously bald.
1: Yeah, he wore like a beret and had a beard, a beard and yeah. mustache. Tough look back then. Tough look. Who had the best? Who had the best punk mustache? S- Strangler's got to be up there, right?
5: Oh, I- yeah, Jeff Black had a, had a good facial hair. Uh, uh, Dave Dave Greenfield had had the mustache. But it's interesting, I didn't realize until very recently, I saw a photo uh, montage of Dave Greenfield from the Star of the Stranglers until his death, mustache, only in the picture for a few years.
1: Really? And
5: yet, and and yet, that's all we think of when we think of him.
1: Yeah, that mustache. Yeah, But yeah.
5: Get, getting back to that show, we, we were so lucky we never got food. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, that was oh. a real talk about dodging a bullet or well, a microphone. Th-
5: thank your dad for that. Your your dad stepped up and offered that kid free hamburgers for life at, at the Burger King he managed. So that saved the day.
1: It did. That my dad. Yeah. He, 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 I don't even know how many hamburgers he doled out to keep, to keep that kid happy.
5: Well, he, he took one for the team and man, I have such fond memories of hanging out at your house and your dad would come home and he'd bring those week old croissant with him. Oh, they were so good. They were better hard than when they were fresh.
1: I preferred them fresh, but I did, did. I definitely ate my fair share of the week-old, as we call them.
5: Yeah, I've heard you've. Ate, I've heard you've eaten your fair share of the hard ones. Oh man, I'll never get set up like that again. I hope somebody was recording that.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were.
5: Oh good! Yes,
1: <laughs> you did. Oh it.
5: my god! Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> thank you
5: did you. it! Oh, so good. So, thank you, Namaste. So, there's going to be a record release show at Los Amigos in July, and I want to play it. Please.
1: Oh, wait, oh, wait. You want you want to put our band back together that we played? Yes, Darren. We played once,
5: and people wanted more. I they, I know they did. And a bunch of the old bands are getting back together as well. Come on, please. Like a lot of the good bands, flagrant apathy, violation of humanity is getting back Society's Sewer stench of misery, violent decay, nuclear insanity, last minute annihilation, murder of innocence. Some bad news, the dead Harropses are getting back.
1: The, the dead Harropses are, they're doing it again.
5: Yeah, I was super hoping they wouldn't reform so we'd be the only anti harrods band on the bill, but their basis Todd manages Los Amigos.
1: So that's a, just a done deal. That's like a it's like a backroom uh some backroom dealings there.
5: Yeah. It's all who you know still to this day.
1: Yeah, it really is. Really is who you know, huh? You
5: know what's worse? You know you know what's worse? Those guys sucked. And the seven inch they put out sounded like an even weaker Pillsbury hardcore, if you ask me. So I don't think they have any right being
1: on the bill. So, well, uh, they were a part of the scene, too. I know. I know. So here's a weird one, but I think it's
5: going to be a cool spectacle. The dudes in Adrenaline OD, you know, the the biggest band in, Jer- in Jersey. Sure. They're all feud They're all feuding. So. They refuse to play together, but their individual bands will play.
1: Wait, so what is that going to be like?
5: Uh, well, there's four of them. So it's, uh, it, let me see here. Ruth Wingate's Adrenaline O.D., um, Adrenaline O.D. featuring Paul Richard, Jack Steeples' tribute to A.O.D., and Dave Scott presents the story of Adrenal- Adrenaline O.D., which apparently is a two-hour play without music.
1: That's interesting. That's so, so there's going to be four AOD, four AODs basically.
5: Yes. Yeah. And and then the other eight bands.
1: So people are going to hear some of those songs multiple times.
4: All of the songs multiple times.
1: So they're going to hear rock and roll gas station four times.
4: Yeah, Clean
5: and Jerk, uh, Trans Am, Mm -hmm. Furby, all the the big ones I like, yeah.
1: AOD versus Godzilla?
5: Yes, absolutely. You go deep. I didn't think you went that deep. That's really great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, learn something new every day there, Darren.
5: Yeah. So I, I, I messaged Timmy and Bobby from the old band. And they said they can probably convince their wives to let them do the show and maybe practice a few times over Zoom. So it's kind of happening.
1: I don't want that. That's less promising than it initially sounded.
5: Well, that's neither here nor there, but I, I definitely want to change my stage name.
1: What do you want to change your stage name to?
5: Well, I think in 2023... Duranarchy sounds a little bit cheesy maybe.
1: I w- I would think so. I think you could you could do better.
5: Yeah. Well, I I I work out a lot now. So I, I you know, I'm I'm getting pretty good and I think for how how cut I'm getting, I think the name Rip Samson is kind of fitting. So I'm going to go with that.
1: Rip Samson. Yeah. Oh, well, that's uh, I don't know about that. That doesn't sound cool. I
5: think it's cool.
1: I, I don't oh, think that's... No, I, 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 I don't think what? that's pretty... I think I don't that's corny.
5: No, I'm going to wear a hat no, shirt, so my abs are really uh, pop.
1: Uh-huh. What do you... Like
5: the you, sleeves are long.
1: It's, it's a cool look. Yeah. What are you, the, the saxophone player for Tina Turner?
5: Oh, God. I loved that guy. You were into him, so I didn't say how much I was into that aspect of the Tina Turner band, but yeah, he was yeah. cool.
1: He was cool. He was cool in The Lost Boys also.
5: Loved it, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, remember the great line from that movie? It's probably in the top ten lines of all time. What is it? When they're eating the the, the Chinese takeout, and I, I think it's um, Keeper Sutherland says, How do you like your maggots? No, how do you like your worms? And then the um, the new kid looks down, and it's worms
1: in his um his, his takeout box. Yeah, Basically. and then he looked. it should have been
5: maggots now. Now I think about it.
1: Yeah, well, maybe you can get in touch with Kiefer Sutherland or something, see if they'll he'll r- do some uh, loop lines for it and change it to maggots.
5: Maybe. Do
1: you have his info? I I, I was joking, Darren. He's not going to do that. Ah
5: oh, crap! All right, all right. Well, look, let's let's change the topic. All right, I saw a really cool band the other night at Los Amigos.
1: Uh huh. Who did you see?
5: Well, a heavy metal National Lampoon's Vacation themed band. I've never seen anything like it. It was really cool.
1: I've never heard of uh, a metal a metal band that was using National Lampoon's Vacation as their as their, their theme for their, 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 whatever yeah. you want to call it. Their, their reason for existing.
5: Yeah. They're called metallic P P E A. Okay. Remember that? Not really. Um, metallic P is the color of the wagon queen family truckster that Eugene Levy uh, sells Chevy chase.
1: That's right. Of the That's he wanted. right. Yeah. So, so the, they were named after the, the car color in, yeah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
5: So they, they were this, this weird cross between the OCs and level 42. Really? Yes. Yeah.
1: That's a pretty interesting. Was the, was the guy playing bass, holding it really high up? Like yeah,
5: he was a lead singer and he held the bass. He held the base so high it obscured his face.
1: Really? Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. a that's a that's that's unique.
5: Yeah, it was, pre- it was pretty
1: wild. Um, hey,
5: speaking of that, last week a very enchanting young man called in, and th- though you barely let him speak a word, he said something that intrigued me. He he said that one of the animals in your little psycho chat cult said a caller seemed quote like he plays pretty high up the neck, unquote. Is that a real insult? Because I've never heard it before.
1: Well, first of all, I don't know what you're talking about, that I barely let that caller get a word in edgewise.
5: Well, it's something you do.
1: Oh, It's that guy talked a lot. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that, Darren.
5: Okay, fair enough. So getting back to Metallic Pete, they had a bunch of catchy songs and, some of which I still remember the titles of.
1: Can you recall any? You can recall any of them.
5: Well, it's only a couple I remember. Uh, God, let me think here. Um, there was a um, hey underpants. Uh, Good talk, Russ. I wonder if these guys know the Commodores. In thine heavenly area up there, uh, there was one called "I'm In," I'm I'm In Deep. Uh, Don't touch was another one that was really good. Uh, they had a ballad called How Could I Like a Girl Like That? She's ugly. Um, real tomato ketchup. Eddie was a, was a good song. Um, there was one called I'm proficient in many strokes and I dive. Um, there's a real raging song called I Think You're All Effed in the Head, and uh, that segued into into an even faster song called We're Gonna Have So Much Effing Fun. You're gonna be whistling zippy out of your a-holes um there was a really cool power pop song called we're closed the moose outside should have told you um uh, there's one called you ever bop your baloney uh, you're taking me to phoenix um a really droney song called yeva the hindu speak of karma um but the best song of course was called we like to send out a mailer
1: sure The, um, a, how, the singer Go ahead, I um, want to hear about the, the singer, singer even
5: ate He ate watermelon While they played that song And his strings got really sticky But it was cool
1: I You said you could recall Maybe a couple songs of theirs And you just named Easily named 20 songs of theirs
5: Oh wow, I did I? I don't know, I, was, I guess I was in a trance or something I felt like I just said one of them
1: Mm-hmm. You said you said more than one
5: oh, Alright, okay Well, look You're going to do the reunion, right? I'm not Well, I already said we'd do it And that you'd also MC it
1: Uh, doubly not You, you sound like you're, you're PO'd, are, are you? Um, well, I, I'm really not into this I'm seriously not into this, Darren
5: well, we can talk about it. And I don't want you to be mad at me. I'm, I'm on your side. I, you know, it, when it's all said and done, I want people to know the good things about you, not what they keep writing on the industry gossip sites.
1: Oh, I don't want to know about the, well, wait, what are what are they writing? I no, no I don't want to I don't, I want to, I don't want
5: to,
1: I don't want to know. No. I, you know, I okay. do want to know what are they? What is it?
5: Okay. Uh, on com. The other day I read that you punched out the great Joe Flaherty. What is wrong with you?
1: That's not true at all. Joe Flaherty was a guest on the show what last happened? week. He was a guest on the show. We had a conversation. I did not I was not I did not physically meet him, let alone punch him out.
5: Oh, the article said that first you you held his head down in a sink, which is so mean for someone that age.
1: I didn't do that.
5: Okay, well, God, they got to get their, their facts facts together then
1: they if they said that, then yes, they do because that did not happen.
11: Oh no,
1: what?
11: Oh no,
5: what?
1: what is it? What?
11: Well,
5: I guess what they say about the best show being the favorite podcast of New Jersey's lamest hardcore band is true.
1: Oh man. why, what's going on?
5: Tom, you got to get over here pronto. The drones and the dead harpses are standing in my front lawn. They look like they're they, they want to tussle. I just texted Timmy and Bobby to bring a couple baseball bats. Hang on.
1: I'm hanging on. Hanging on, stuff. You
5: posers are going to be choking on your own teeth in ten minutes when all the ambivalent psychosis guys get here and we do a mosh pit on your dumb faces.
1: That's aggressive.
5: It's a stand.
1: Oh, no. What?
5: Oh, man. Tom, Timmy and Bobby's wives won't we'll let them leave the house tonight. It's, there's some kind of Vanderpump marathon going on or something.
1: Well, Darren, I don't know what to tell you. This is bad. You shouldn't have shot your mouth off.
5: Come on. Come on. It's just going to be you and me. Get your ass over, please.
1: I can't. I can't.
5: I'm shutting the door. Oh, no, Tom. You know how how in movies there's always a guy and he's holding something in one hand and pounding it into the other hand?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, the DHS
5: drummer, Hammerhead Jr. Oh, man. He's, he's doing that, but with a huge lead pipe, and each time before he hits his hand with the pipe, he gets it really hot with a blowtorch. He's hitting his hand with a burning hot pipe, and he has no reaction. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, Darren, this, this is bad, bad.
7: I'm
5: scared. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, man. I hope the door holds. I'm I'm going to lock it, really. I'm going to bar it. I'm going to put a piece of board across. No. Oh, man. And Pesco V said Lyle Pressler was the G Gordon Liddy of hardcore. Oh, man. I
1: don't know what to tell you. You're, You're alone on this one, buddy. Darren? We lost him, how about, oh man No Darren, I hope, I hope he's okay Look, I don't want to do the reunion, but I do I don't wish ill On my guy Darren Um, That's some scary stuff That's some seriously scary stuff Be right back in a second. Here is some um, B.O.C. Uh. How about that? Blue Oyster Cult. This ain't the summer of love. And we're talking about the summer right now. Let's get these phones going. 201-989-0012 to talk about summertime a sadness. Whether it's your bad summer vacations, your... Your summer, things you're excited about for the summer We'll talk about nice things too Worst summer vacations I want to hear it all 201-989-0012 We're going to lean toward the The funny bummer side of things though Let me pull the phones up here Let's see Ding dong, ding dong 201-989-0012. 201-989-0012. Hello, Best Show. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking?
9: This is Old Butterscotch. This is from Old Rochester, Butterscotch.
1: This is a guy he calls. He's a, is a, is a good caller. He's a quality caller. It's nice to have a quality caller out there. And this is one of those qualities. two
12: times,
1: Tom. Two times. So uh, uh, Old Butterscotch, what, what do you got for me? You got a summer story?
12: I do a summer story. I also just wanted to shout out the chat, something I meant to do the last time I called and I forgot. So I'm just making amends there. Hi, chat. It's been great tonight.
1: Yeah, you don't have to say hi to the chat.
12: (laughs) Okay, I won't. won't. I'm never again, Tom.
1: Never again. You say nothing to that chat. The chat, of course, is twitch.tv/slash best show for life number four that's where people can listen to the best show live and watch the best show live and if you want to do that on a tuesday night you do you join us on a tuesday night if not you hear the show how you hear it whether it's on the patreon whether it's where you get your podcasts that's how you do it go ahead old butterscotch
12: so i have a uh i have a a bad summer story summer vacation story uh, it starts with a rider truck, and it ends at the biosphere.
1: Well, this I got to hear.
12: So, I'm 15, uh, between you're 15? Uh, ninth and 10th grade. You're older
1: than 15. I was
12: 15 then.
1: Oh, okay. I I'm, gotcha. I'm, Yeah, yeah. So, what do you got? So I'm you, a very precocious 15. You were 15, and what do you got? So, you're... yeah.
12: Uh, so our family vacation for that year, some years we took a trip or whatever this year, the vacation. And I put that in quotes was us helping a friend of my mom's move from Rochester, New York to Tucson, Arizona. Okay. Uh, so it was a rider truck and a minivan <laughs> mm-hmm. and we would, the, us kids would switch back and forth between the rider truck and the minivan and it was boring and it was long and it was uncomfortable. And then we got to Tucson and they were unloading the rider truck and they decided to let us kids loose in this apartment complex. And there was a pool there. And, uh, and this kid and I this uh, the the friend's son, we decided to go swimming in this pool and we did so for maybe two hours, uh, with no sunscreen. And then afterwards, uh, I had a sunburn that was like, uh, that it was like it was like my back had touched the surface of the sun.
1: Ooh. Arizona, Arizona sun, and you, a fifteen-year-old knucklehead, you're out there yep. just splashing around, not a drop of sunscreen on you to prevent anything.
12: Nothing, and 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 I think I was thinking at the time, well, we're in the pool, so the water will protect us. Not like the water. Turns into like a magnifying glass, killing ants.
1: You know. Sure. No, the the the, the pool water works. It, it it magnifies the power of the sun. Not smart, old it, sure it was it
12: was it was so awful that honestly it would have been appropriate to take me to the hospital and for that to be the rest of my vacation. Mm-hmm. But instead they uh. They broke off some uh, some some leaves of a of an aloe plant or whatever and smeared that on my back. And then a day or two later, our, our big hey, you get to do something fun on this trip that's not really a vacation, but we're pretending it is was we were gonna go visit the biosphere. You know, that's the the thing that they uh that, that was there was that movie with Polly Shore that made fun of it or whatever, where people lived inside of this uh like terrarium to like simulate you're, living yeah, of on a course you're, planet. You're
1: talking about the Pauly Shore, Stephen Baldwin, Kylie Minogue feature film, Biodome, which yeah, I drove, too. which Tom I Tom drove, has. which I drove to see during a snowstorm the day it came out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had to, Tom, right? Was, was I, mean, I, I a fan of it? Pauly Shore? No, I thought he was awful. Was I a fan of Stephen Stephen Baldwin? Baldwin. Definitely not. Fan of Kylie (laughs) Minogue? Enjoyed Kylie Minogue's music. Was not uh, a fan of her acting at that point. What compelled me to do it? I don't know. I'm lucky to be alive. It It was foolhardy at best. I'm skidding along Route 22 (laughs) trying to get to the Bridgewater commons to see this movie. What was I thinking? So you go over to the biosphere.
12: And, you know, it's like 110 degrees in the shade. And you can't go in the biosphere, by the way. It's still just closed up. So what you do is you take a tour around the outside of the biosphere as if you're looking in on it. Now, keep in mind the experiment failed. They, the astronauts or whatever they called them, they all died. Astronaut. They, they, they almost died. They had to, they had to, they had to break the seal and get out of there because they were running out of food or oxygen or something. Uh-huh. It was supposed to be like a perfectly balanced environment, and they, it, it didn't work. So you're just looking through glass at murky things, and you have like a tour guide. And I'm out there in 110 degrees sun with the worst sunburn I have I have ever had in my life, and it was it was like um it was like a it was it was like a real Capricorn one situation where I was like slowly dying like OJ.
1: That was um yeah Capricorn one. Thank you for putting that back in my head. The movie about the. Doctored space program moon landing. That's D- the one. Didn't want that back in my head, but there it is.
12: I'm, I'm just trying to, it was, you know, I was shriveling up. It was awful. It was It was one of the worst experiences of my life. Then I had to drive all the way back or ride in a minivan all the way back to Rochester with this awful sunburn. Mm -hmm. you know having to have you know be in a seat with that on my back the entire time it was truly i mean i was i'm still terrified of the sun and its harmful ultraviolet rays. Tom,
1: you should be you should be i'd be scared of it if i was you well look old butterscotch the sun you you tried to go up against the sun not unlike man going up against leviathan and you lost just like man lost to leviathan in yeah. moby yeah. dick I, uh... which i am working on a movie adaptation now it's a chat gbt gbt thing uh where uh, they they feed the book in and it prints it back out and then they ask me to clean it up And I've got all this work now because apparently there's all these writing jobs. I don't know why I'm getting so many of them at the same time. But I am. Oh, so weird. I am.
12: Did you notice anybody kind of milling about outside the studio when you went? Oh, yeah. You know, people throw things
1: at me. I'm getting things thrown at me. And my car got pushed into a a ditch, um, a drainage ditch. But I got work like nobody's business.
12: You should
1: have snuck through the neutral gate. Uh, no, they, they launched me with a catapult over these people walking with signs or whatever they're doing. They launch me with a catapult, and I land, and then I just go, and they give me three movies at each of these studios to do. Um, oh, Butterscotch, thank you for the call. Oh, Thanks for being on hold, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Back to the phones, 201-989-0012. We got a whole lot of talking to do tonight. Hello, best show. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm good. To whom am I speaking?
0: Zach, Z-Man.
1: Z-Man. Oh, oh Z-Man. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. For people who don't know, <laughs> this guy, he's one of the best show lifers. This guy. He's been calling the show and listening to the show for uh, God knows how long. No matter what I do, I can't get this guy to stop. I try to drive him away. He comes back twice as hard every other time. He's like COVID. (laughs) You're not like COVID. (laughs) <laughs> you're not like COVID. Not, because would, there's uh, no vaccine oh. for you oh i'm joking i love you know i love you z man zach he's got uh, a puppet that he does a thing with we talk to his uh his child every once in a while uh <laughs> yeah that's true yeah it's pretty exciting to just talk to the regular guy now it's like it's like if you got to talk to Jim Hansen without him doing one of those dumb <laughs> puppets where he's going in your face going, Hey, it's Ooh. me. What's up? We're talking <laughs> to the actual Jim Hansen. Now, how are you Zach? <laughs> I'm doing all
0: right. Um, off the bat, I just wanted to congratulate you. I just feel, uh, the best show is, is uh, firing on all cylinders. Uh, you know, everything, um, the whole you know expanded uh best show family and you know uh last week i was on hold two and a half hours because you, you just had
1: too much show here we go this was, is uh you what got am I to venmo? let me venmo you money for that hold on what's your venmo <laughs> <laughs> no no i get it a message received oh uh, you know hey congratulations on how the show's going i mean i was on hold for two and a half hours last week and you didn't pick up <laughs> <laughs> this no, that's the most loaded. Me. That's the most loaded way for you <laughs> to blast me for not picking your call up last week. Hey, I just want to no, say congratulations. The show's firing on all cylinders. It's going so great. It's in fact, it's going so great. Last week, I was on hold for two and a half hours, and you didn't pick up. <laughs> you you got you're giving me the. Seriously, what's your Venmo? I want to send you money right now for that. Give me your Venmo right now over the air. Which And listeners can also send you Venmo, or I hope this is where they send you requests. I hope they send you money requests. I hope you actually give your Venmo out, and then you come, and you have $30,000 worth of requests for money. Seriously, what's your Venmo? Come on. I'm assuming it's like tell me if I get give me 3 guesses. Puppet dude 99. No. The big Z man. No, no. Uh Muppet lover 99. <laughs> no. Which actually you should be arrested if there is a Muppet lover 99. <laughs> The authorities should just, this is one where you don't need an actual specific law or charge on this one. General principles, arrest that person. We'll sort it out (laughs) down at the station. What can I do for you, Z-Man?
0: Well, yeah, but no, I mean, last week was a great show. I mean, you had, uh, right off the bat, you had follow that bird's own Joe Flaherty.
1: We did have the star of Follow That Bird, of course. Joe <laughs> Flaherty. One of the, one of the Slees brothers. He was one of the Slees brothers in Follow That Bird, which is the movie where Big <laughs> Bird is running around uh, cuz he what there was the mob was after him or something. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> had put a comes hit on him. Lady
0: comes This bird woman tells him he needs to be with his own kind and, uh, you know, gets him to leave Sesame Street. And then he's on his way back the whole time because he realizes that is his family, you know, Mm -hmm. the people on Sesame Street. And then the jury duty um, crew, that was great. I'm I'm guessing you know this. I don't think the audience would, but uh, I first found out about jury duty because of my connection to the show. Because in the first episode, quite prominently here and there are my
4: parents.
1: Your parents are in jury duty, the show jury duty, which yeah, we had first. the, we had the all-star panel on last week. We should have had your parents on
0: <laughs> yeah, like, too bad. They've, uh, they, they've come back. east. Yeah.
1: Well, we could have flown them out,
0: <laughs> but, um, but on a note of, of, you know, all the shows and things going on, you know, you got, uh, obviously the main show, special best. Show, best we got the four horsemen uh the rubenes ahoy which you know the one uh one episode uh, at arby's i really enjoyed obviously a little biased cuz you know my brother harry and he was talking about you know our bond and stuff like that so that
1: was very nice i like mm-hmm. that show
0: overall obviously
1: we had to cut a fair amount out of that episode uh oh, really? some of the things he said about you uh we couldn't oh boy. <laughs> we couldn't uh put in the show it was uh it was a little outrageous, and you'd you would have sued us.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he did touch on anger and stuff like that. So it was a little on my uh, my you know on my guard of what he, he might have uh, thrown out.
1: <laughs> now, Harry Harry Wallen are my co-host on Ahoy, the Fish Sandwich Review Show. He's very honest on the show and that's what I appreciate about it. And I try to be honest with him also. I, uh, I try to tell him what's up and how I feel and how I, uh, uh, and he's honest with me and we um, we, uh, we have a good time. And, and you, I know, you don't have a show on the best show patreon the best Show network basically.
0: Well, there was one show I did want to mention.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Make Mike Marvel. Yeah. So that's when I first heard that. That was an interesting case. Um, you know, I found out about it when there was the announcement, it was Mike and it was it was Brett Davis, and that that kind of took me back. I was thinking, really, but I mean, I guess I guess it makes sense. It's not like you know anyone who's like. Super into those movies and the comics they're based on, and has hundreds of action figures based on those characters, and partly inspired the name of their child by a Marvel comic book character, or, you know, cares about the nitty gritty details like hair color. And Mike, stuff like are that. you here? So I guess, yeah, you know, I'm here. I'm I listening. Guess Fred makes,
1: what do you ma- make? as
0: much sense as anybody else.
1: What do you make of this, Mike? What do you make <laughs> of this?
2: I'm giving you the old dig, I'm giving you the old dig.
1: Yeah. What what are we thinking here? Do we want uh, do you want to make a switch? Do you want to do you want to ask Can uh Brett Davis Mike? I think you have a nemesis now. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> don't blame me. Um, you know we I were mean, gonna have the, we to have uh Zach on at some point as a guest, but now oh. I'm uh, rethinking it. Oh yeah, okay.
7: scratch oh, that. Just oh, that. talked to Zach. Okay. Well, <laughs> That's news to me.
1: <laughs> Zach just I'm hearing <laughs> it. Zach just badmouthed his he came on, he started badmouthing Make Mike Marvel. And he just worked his way out of a gig.
2: It's only a hundred oh, more episodes
1: to get. <laughs> I mean. Yeah.
0: Or even badmouth. I was just surprised by a choice in uh, the coast. Zach. I mean, right off the bat in the first episode, Mike says uh Brett's Sherpa, but his Sherpa's not a super fan, and uh why not have one? But I don't know. Like, have you, have you listened I to or really- watched the show? I've listened to everything but the Thor Dark
2: World. Okay, well that's a good one. I mean, I but, heard. Um, I heard. I, I, heard I did. you got to get. You got to get, get on, on that. But uh, I
0: argued on Twitter with someone.
2: <laughs> Brett Brett knows his stuff. I mean, you're 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 questioning his authority. He
0: knows his stuff. He didn't know the year Captain America Comics came out was 1941. He didn't know that it's Jeff Loeb and not Joseph Loeb who ran Marvel Television. (laughs) I think we gotta
2: get Brett. Where's Brett?
3: Well, I call him Joey Loeb.
1: Brett, do you want to be any part (laughs) of this? I said his girlfriend
0: had to drag him to the theaters. I am the one who drags.
1: Well, okay, here we go. That's a hard pass. We just got a hard pass. (laughs) Sorry.
3: Um, It's literally a text message that says pass. It just says pass. (laughs) Well, I have some
1: exciting news to announce. There's a new show that we're working on. It's called Z Man DC Man. (laughs) And you're going to review you and Wally Wacky Man this is what I want you to do and you tell me what you think of this would you co-host a show it would be you Penny and Wally Wacky Man reviewing DC movies and how
0: much
3: would I get paid for this oh god hey Tom that sounds great I think I'd like to do that
1: show uh, it's too late oh, no, i'm sorry honestly would you do it with honestly, duty i was out? just waiting
3: for
0: the <laughs> i was just waiting for the big announcement that like jason and pat were going to do a deep dive year-by-year analysis of the collective works of jim henson at this point
1: oh my god this is i would rather jump off of a bridge <laughs> this this is what i want to say
0: <laughs> okay then i know that's safe i guess
1: this is what i want to say do you want to host a show on the network do you be honest well, all, I mean, all kidding so, aside the
0: one i the, the one i wanted to be involved is now it's already taken
1: so well let's come up with a new one that's
0: nah, okay don't worry about it I'm not gonna oh that that's
1: okay don't worry about it don't worry i'll go off and be a martyr now check your venmo right <laughs> now zach check your venmo <laughs> check your venmo. My
7: venmo
0: yeah
1: look at it right now oh okay okay you found me <laughs> i found you how much did i send you thirty dollars i just sent you thirty dollars for your time last week
7: oh god come on now
1: now this okay look you're coming in here this is like this is like so i gotta just say this is not how you do business sack You come through the door. You're shaming me in front of my audience. You're making me look like a clown, like a buffona, like a buffoon. You're dragging me in front of everybody. Oh, you didn't let me do the thing. You got Brett Davis on the thing. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He didn't know that uh, Jeff Loeb uh, made uh, the things. He didn't even know what year Captain America started. You track me. You're making me look like a, a, a goof in front of my audience. This is not it's how not we do. not ended you at all. This is not how we do. It all goes through me. It all goes through me. Every one of these shows goes okay. through me. What do you think? I'm, a spy, I'm on the sideline? I'm like Kingpin. One of your heroes. Kingpin. <laughs> one of my heroes. A villain. Okay, he's a villain then. Then I'm like Green Skull, whatever his name was. (laughs) Green Skull. The one who fought uh, Spider-Man. Goblin. Green Goblin. Goblin. He's a villain too. (laughs) Green Goblin. Then I'm like Thorpe. The hammer. Spinning the hammer all around.
0: Oh, and uh, in all seriousness about comics, uh, I don't know if you you saw, but uh, they're putting out a ROM omnibus.
1: I I did see um, that. I saw that today, but I don't want to talk about that right now. You dragged me in front of my people, in front of my audience. You basically said, Tom, you're an idiot. You hired the wrong person for the job. (laughs) Let me just ask you this. What editing software would you use to uh, record a podcast? Uh, What would you use? Audacity? No, you wouldn't.
0: No, that's wrong. Okay, well, that's what would I would recall? Yeah. What
1: would you recall? For the pup cast? Yeah, that's what, yeah. This guy, and also, you did your pup cast, this podcast about puppets. You did two of them and then you folded shop. Yeah, well, that was the whole
7: thing.
1: Yeah. I gotta see some goods. I gotta see some some product, some production from you here before I can hand you a show. I got Brett Davis is doing this. He's doing that. He's knocking these things out all day long. This guy does the pup cast and he, he gives up because Wally Wacky, and he's arguing with Wally Wacky man about money. Well, I'm
0: not I'm not doubting Brett's talents in the production. I think he's great with that.
1: Well, look. I like Brett, you know, and I don't know. Oh, it's any clear it's how much Brett, you like just, him. Oh, it's clear how much you like him. You just said he's an idiot.
0: <laughs> I'm just, I'm just showing my bona fides against what I heard on the show.
1: Okay. Well, this is what I'm offering you right now. Zach Walliner, AKA Z-Man, the father of Wally Wacky Man, the father (laughs) of the lovely Penny. You propose a show to me, Z-Man. You propose a show to me. You got the green light right now, and I'm not giving anybody the green light. I'm giving you the green light. Mm -hmm. Pitch me a show right now that isn't Make Mike Marvel.
0: I wasn't prepared
1: for that. Well, this is showbiz. This is showbiz Z man If you want that thirty bucks, you like that thirty bucks, you are drooling all over that. <laughs> you want big well, bucks, you, so you, you want I'll money like that. Say. What do you got? What give me a give me a show pitch you want to do? Um I'm
7: trying
0: to think of what would fit in with the uh greater best show vibe. Uh,
1: You want to do a Muppet show? Is there some kind of Muppet show? What if you call it the Muppet show (laughs) show?
0: Well, that doesn't really fit. I mean, you've you've long expressed your disdain for the Muppet. So I don't think that belongs on the best
7: show Mm -hmm.
1: network. What can you do? What's another thing you could do? You review bowls of cereal. What do you want to do? You want to eat cereal We're by the chat? I don't think I don't think
0: on the chat, I don't think giving me anything uh, would
1: be a good idea. So no, no, I want this. I want you to get a show. I want you to get a show. Hold on. I'm being told. Is it how can this be? I'm being told we have a call that wants to talk to you right now. Can I see? Let me see. This is weird. Hold on. Hello. Best show.
0: Hi, Tom. It's Wally Wackerman.
1: No, it's not. Get him off, please. Well, how How can this be?
0: I've been on hold for an hour now.
1: Please. Zach, what's going on here? How are you doing this? Which one's which? Talk to me, Zach. I think you know the
0: answer, Tom. I think you know the answer. But you're
1: not, you're doing both voices? Yeah? Mm, No. No. You
0: better give us the show.
1: I'm starting to think. not even a good impression. This is what I'm starting to think.
0: You better give us the show. They're like not even trying.
9: You better give us the show or you'll get a bullet in your breath.
1: I just hung up on him. I didn't like that. I don't
0: like that. Yeah, well, that's that's the kind of humor you get from that guy, I guess.
1: What kind of show do you want to do, Zach? What do you want to do? You want to you review hot dogs? (laughs) What do you want to do? What do you want to do? Why don't you do a thing? Why don't you do a show where you review bathrooms and comic book stores? <laughs> you know what I mean called I comic know. book comic book can talk oh God what do you think about that? Hey, i went to Golden apple and uh I was using their bathroom <laughs> so that, is that me
7: or is it,
0: it's you, is you and Wally, Wally you are out there ready? do you
1: and Wally are doing it? Okay, look, oh, Zach. Okay, you made your point. You hate make Mike Marvel. You hate Mike. I you hate, hate Brett it. Davis. It's fine. <laughs> You're on record. I just think
0: it's
1: it's lacking a certain element. that's all, it's lacking a certain. Oh, wow! <laughs> it's lacking a certain element. This is my my proposal. No, then I just think- no, no. This is my proposal. And I know Brett Davis refuses to come on the show to talk about this. He wants no part of this. What would you think, and they can say no, it's their show, about having Z-Man as a one-time co-host for Make Mike Marvel? And we could see who's got the goods. Mike, what do you think?
2: we w- we wanted to have him on as a guest at some point yeah um is there a particular movie that would be very, you know suited for you you have a lot of insight on mm-hmm. um he you wants to know where to, we're at yeah. right now is he, there anything coming up
1: he wants to review season 2 episode 4 of agents of shield <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um, from what i heard i don't think they're getting that far on that show no what do you want yeah, that what? was yeah,
2: that was a bit of a scare when i thought we were gonna have to watch all of those but yeah we're not gonna do that
0: all, all, all of it even no. i didn't watch all of
1: oh some kind of super fan <laughs> didn't watch uh, all of agents of shield has no idea what agent carter's up to <laughs> Right,
0: to know, to know better of what what not to waste your time with as a super.
1: Yeah. Oh, I wonder what happened if Clark Gregg walked in here and saw heard that.
0: <laughs> I think he. I don't think he take it too strongly that one person
1: didn't watch the whole show. I don't know. I don't know. We all
0: know what a, what a big fan Mike
1: is of Clark Gregg. Well, this is what I want to say. <laughs> what, what Marvel movie do you want to be a part of then?
0: Yeah, I I would say Captain America Civil War.
3: Mm. Okay,
2: we'll make it happen.
3: I already booked that one. I'm on that one. (laughs) Mm.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Now, Zach, do you have a summer? I forgot about that. Sorry, my bad. What do you want to do? Look, what do you want to do? Wonder Woman? No, that's D.C. What? That's D.C. Okay.
2: You don't watch the DC movies?
0: Man of Steel, the the one that kicked off the Snyderverse, was the last DC movie I saw in a theater. Okay, uh, I kind of checked out after that. Occasionally, I would see them on like streaming afterwards, and you know, mostly did not sit well with me. I, I mm. like the first Wonder Woman. I like Shazam, um, but mm. I think right. that's I about. It. Okay. It really.
1: Well, look, if we have room, if they have room, you've put your request in to do Captain America Civil War. Okay. We'll see if they sign off on it. And if they do, because I can't, I'm not running that show, then you can do that episode and we'll see what you got. And if you're good, as long as I say, if you're better than Brett Davis, I'll fire his ass so fast his head's going to (laughs) spin. I'll be all in on Z-Man.
2: Are you going to be prepared to do all that editing of uh, film and
1: Uh, things that Brett
2: Brett brings to the table?
1: Are you going to be prepared to do that?
0: I'm I'm doing the production end, too. Oh, that's what Brett Davis does. That's what Brett Davis does. I
1: thought it was just a co-host thing. Oh, oh, no. then, oh is, look at not, look at that. Can oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you believe this guy? Can you believe this guy? <laughs> I can't believe Pat, this guy. Pat, can you believe this guy? <laughs> I I mean
0: I'm this is like a soap opera.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you better you better get your editing chops up. Z man. Okay, I mean, and, I'm, and look, I'm fairly confident in my editing ability. Okay, good. I'm pulling for it. Look, I'm pulling for you. You think I want Brett Davis doing this thing? Not really. <laughs> Brett Davis doesn't want to be I mean, doing look,
0: this. Even if, they just, even if they just added me and it was all three of us. That they
1: added great. you, so you want to be added to it. Like Bucky.
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't have to take Brett to the curb. I mean, I'm open to that, but if we want to do all, right, all three all right. of us, i Do you have a up.
1: summertime story for us? <laughs>
0: Um, uh, No, that's what I came. uh, Thank you for having
1: me. So you just came to moan about being on hold for two and a half hours last week, (laughs) (laughs) to shake me down for thirty dollars, and then (laughs) to (laughs) then to drag Brett Davis nonstop. Nonstop.
2: He wants he wants to be Brett Davis's fact checker. checker.
1: He wants to exactly yeah exactly. What do you want to? You're like you're like Tony Reale on pardon the interruption. I
0: just thought someone like me who's a super fan And someone like Mike who's cynical About the stuff and kind of new to it I thought it would be a good kind of counterbalance You know you get some conflict in there That's all
1: Well you certainly brought enough conflict To the show tonight All I'm going <laughs> to hear is the arguing All yeah, really week long it Oh this guy started up Yeah, And then he doesn't even we like he always
0: love pitting people against each other
1: And then he doesn't even like there's a Wally Wacky Man super fan out there paying homage to the character.
0: Yeah,
1: and he's yeah, that's like, that's what he's doing." And he's like, "Nah, get rid of this loser." <laughs> all right, Zach. You know, thank I, you, Tom. You Have know, a good night. I, I appreciate the I appreciate the call. <laughs> I hope you you spend the thirty bucks wisely. Flash it all around <laughs> town like a big shot. Thank you so much. All right. You have a great night. You too. Troublemaker. Stirring it up. I don't like it. Hello, <laughs> Besha. Hello, Besha.
9: Hello, Mr. Tom Sharpling. Oh. This is Minneapolis Mike, otherwise known as Mushroom Mike.
1: How are you, Mushroom Mike? This is one of the guys who, this is one of those <laughs> polarizing characters who calls a show now. Oh. <laughs> Some people call him Avalanche Bob without the talent. That's what I've heard thrown around.
9: (laughs) Holy macaroni. And it's great. cut me hard. Yeah,
1: it's great. We're going to hear him uh, in real time uh, have his coughing fits (laughs) on the show. (laughs) Your name should not be Mushroom, Mike. It should be Marlboro, Mike.
9: Oh what! I don't smoke, sir. Come on, man.
1: (laughs) So you've got those pipes, and you don't smoke.
9: (laughs) Well, uh, again, I will say it again for the record. I find you to be a highly amusing individual. There, I said it.
1: I appreciate it. So, what do you Uh, got? What do you got, Mike? What do you got, Mike? What do you got? What do you got?
9: Oh, a summertime story for you. Well, it's the. uh, It's actually the 10th anniversary. It was the summer of 2013. And at the end of the summer, there was a, at the Minnesota State Fair, which always happens at the end of the summer, there was the international, the second international cat video special hosted by your friend, one Miss Julie Klausner. Yes,
1: Julie, I remember when she did this. Yes.
9: Yes, so I am a big fan of the Minnesota State Fair.
7: Mm-hmm. Um,
9: so I went to that show based on just because uh, I was a new new fan of the best show. So I went like I wonder what this is all about. But the first thing I when we go go in there and it's just it's just a stadium full, full of fans. But I'm not a, a cat person like you. I'm a I'm a dog guy. I'm a, a dog guy. And some people had actually brought their cats to this outdoor show. And mm-hmm. cat, as you well know, if you've ever seen cats that are, are used to being inside, they go outside, and they and they and they got a, kind of a vibe. So that was a weird vibe with people holding cats that didn't want to be there. So it's already weird. And so anyway, I sit down and I find a seat to watch the show, and it's it's an international cat video thing. So I don't have zero uh, idea what's going to be be happening. So I sit next to these girls and uh, actual like a five or six year old girls, and they start screeching as loudly as they possibly can when they see these videos this is way before julie shows up to the point where i literally have to le- get up and leave my seat because i cannot t- take this the screeching so okay so that's fine all right well i'm sure to find a place where i can uh, take this in so i i go up to the go up to the front uh uh near the front and i sat next to this just like behemoth huge Harley look just central casting motorcycle uh dude just this professional wrestler looking motorcycle dude and he is d-r-u-n-k drunk 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 so anyway so okay. <laughs> this is all fine and well and good this is all fine and well and good but then uh julie comes out and then julie introduces um uh grumpy cat and bob this is the uh this is the only time that uh that these two internet famous cats met. So this was a big thing where uh, one internet famous cat met the other internet famous cat. And okay, that's, that's fine. Julie's having, Julie's up there and making the best of it. But then they, uh, and then of course, that Julie's not the, like the um, focus of the show. The focus of the show is people want to see these videos. So this guy that I'm sitting next to, he, uh, he, and and, uh, and, well, I don't want to stereotype anybody, but anyway, he uh, he's there with an agenda and he they, they show a video and he gets up and he says to the top of his lungs that's so effing cute oh my god oh my god I love that effing cat and he's and of course he doesn't say the word effing and he's flailing his arms mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's super drunk <laughs> and, and, just, and suddenly it would become like oh i see i'm in a show I, this is what the show is so i'm just kind of glomming on this guy because he's openly weeping watching cat videos <laughs> and he's this huge burly motorcycle dude he's openly weeping <laughs> watching videos at the minnesota state fair and it was just Amazingly entertaining. I can't believe Julie didn't pick him out of the crowd and goop on him, but but it was highly amusing.
1: So you met, so you saw that you saw a guy uh, losing his marbles over cats. Did you get to meet Julie? Yeah,
9: we openly weeping. Op- not, yeah, openly weeping, uh, watching cat videos, and and Julie Julie was there. She she she's she's told her, talked about it when she used to have her podcast, and she's talked about it many times since. She was just there, just kind of you know, uh, uh, kind trying to uh, lasso it in as best she can. So she was doing a fine job, but it was just it's weird to watch people that that obviously um, were wa- used to watching these on YouTube on the videos, and they were out, out in this big event, and they really didn't know how to react and it wasn't really much of a show it was just a series of videos they were showing and she was doing the best she can but it was just it was an s show to be quite honest
1: Mm-hmm. well that is a fun so, yeah that's my that's a fun summertime oh story. god it
9: was fun Watch a watch, watch a watch a huge man openly weeping and pointing at the screen and crying at the top of his long screen. Oh my god! Oh my god! That cat is so effing cute. It was just just hilarious. It was one of the great great moments of my life. That's, I mean, I what, all that's an you amazing and story. Klausner.
1: Thank you, Mike, for the story, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you, buddy. Great call. Great call. Hello, beshaw Hey, Tom. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Also, let me just say this uh, before you start. Me. Hold on, before you start. I just received a text. Brett Davis has agreed to produce a Z-Man hosted episode. Oof. He said he will make the necessary cuts and do the edits. So Z-Man is off the hook for that. And he said they will Uh, they will figure out which movie it will be. So welcome back caller. What is your name?
10: Oh, uh, this is Josh calling from Riverton, New Jersey.
1: Josh from Riverton. What's up?
10: Uh, not much. Um, I do want to say it was a uh, a privilege to be on hold for two hours, uh, regardless of what Z-Man uh, what oh, said. Oh, no. So oh, 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 I'd oh, like oh, to get that out of the way.
1: Oh, so you mean I don't have to Venmo you money to get you to calm no. down?
10: Oh, absolutely not. I could just feel the the low boil of uh, the old Z-Man rage coming to the fore there. Yeah.
1: And then when that that rogue Wally wacky man called, he did not like that. I love it.
9: He did. I like it. that. it.
1: <laughs> Look, if this Z-Man, and I don't want, I don't judge people. You know that. I never judge people. I just want to say this. If this Z-Man had true class, I sent him $30 Venmo. He'd Venmo me back $30,000 and say, Tom, this is my way of saying thank you for all the great entertainment over the years. He'd send me 30 grand back via Venmo and he would do it off. I would hold your breath off a credit card. So he pays the 3%. He wouldn't even flinch at that. (laughs) The $90. So. Summer, Josh, summer.
10: Yes, I've got a few a few summer uh, stories here, but I was also wondering if I could uh, could ask for some uh, some quick advice, um, of course, if if you'll allow.
1: Of course, what is the advice? Um,
10: so so recently, I was uh, inspired by one of my favorite podcasts to uh, to get out of my comfort zone when uh, ordering food, and I tried egg foo young for the very first time. Okay. Yes. and uh, it inspired me to, uh, to to write a theme song for a certain podcast that has to do with uh, Chinese food, and I'm wondering if if I can get a yay or a nay on the uh, the concept that I've been slowly chipping away at.
1: Mike, are you there? I am, Tom. This caller is clearly a super fan of yours. Okay. Can you run this by Mike now? Because Mike does this show, Egg Foo What? What do you want to do, course. Josh? Mike,
10: huge fan. Thank you. So I was um, thinking of a, uh, a theme song as he has been uh, calling for on the show for a, a number of, I'm going to assume, months at this point. <laughs> um, and my idea was to, uh, to sort of uh, do a take on the Buffalo Springfield song and uh, do, do a theme song called Egg Foo What It's Worth.
2: Okay. I like the idea.
10: And how okay. would, how would Where that... can I
2: send this to you, Mike? Do I follow you on Twitter?
10: Oh, I'm not on any social media.
1: Uh, okay. Um I guess get my uh, look uh, uh send it to uh What's the What's the what's the Send it to uh Send it to best show f- for, wait, what is the email again? Why am I blanking on it? Jeepers creepers. Hold on. The show email. Best show for life at Yahoo. That's right. Send it to best show for life at Yahoo.com and I'll make sure Mike gets it.
2: You got it. Thank you.
1: Look at that, Mike. Thank you. Look at that. So what, so what is your summer story here, Josh?
10: So um, pretty much every summer for my um, adult and, I guess, teenage life has been spent working crummy jobs to pay the bills and and, and pay the rent.
1: Big part of the summer is summertime jobs. Summertime jobs are a big part of the summer.
10: Oh, yeah. So there were a few summers where I worked um, a concession stand at a uh, roller rink in
1: Woodbridge, New Jersey. Hold on a second. A roller rink in Woodbridge, New Jersey. Where was this roller rink?
10: This was um, on uh County Road 514, right behind the Woodbridge Mall in the Woodbridge, uh, the Woodbridge Community Center.
1: The 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 new one that they built?
10: Um it was built, this one was probably built in like 2000 Oh, maybe like yet, yeah, the year two thousand. I don't know what's
1: there now. That's, oh, that's new. no, that's store. called new. That's called new. oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, it's um, not new yes, like it was it built yesterday, new. but if it, it was built twenty years ago in the scheme of things, that's new. That's I know got what it. you're talking about, yeah.
10: so this is like got one a quick of got like a pretty sweet word, quick check now. right
1: across the street.
10: Oh no, that's that's I think that's like a uh, a dialysis center now.
1: But it was a pretty sweet quick check.
10: It was a quick check, I would say.
1: And you had the club across the street. The club. Oh, the club across the street.
10: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was like a fancier version of the YMCA.
1: Yes, and the club is famous was a was a a fitness uh racquetball center, fitness thing. I believe that's where uh Former Woodbridge, New Jersey mayor and then governor of New Jersey, Jim McGreevy, that's mm-hmm. one of the places where he was having some dalliances was at the Ooh, club. Okay. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. So go ahead. You now?
10: Oh, so, yes. Yeah, so I worked at this uh concession stand at this roller rink that was just barely hanging on clearly it was you know in retrospect run by 16 year olds so nothing worked right and it was just a complete dump Mm -hmm. um you know you would deal with these summer camps and all these kids and you know annoying parents um but there was one story you know in the midst of you know summers of just being miserable that always really sticks out in my mind and it has to do with the Mascot of their skating dinosaur named
1: Skato. So the roller rink had a mascot named Skato. Yes. So tell me about Skato. And I believe what you did could Skato find... look like. <laughs> so Skato
10: was like a uh, third tier Barney background character, essentially.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Let me look at Skato.
10: Are there pictures uh- of Skato online? Um, you know, I looked today. The closest thing I could find if, um, was a TikTok of Skato, I guess, dancing. Um, so that I would just do Skato. TikTok, mm-hmm. you might uh, come across it. Skato Quint- skating dinosaur, maybe?
1: Quentin Tarantino just announced
10: that Skato died this week.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> R.I.P. Two huge deaths over on, in uh, Tarantino land. Rick Dalton passed away, and now Skato. Did you hear the Quentin Tarantino did announced? That, did you hear that about Rick Dalton? Quentin Tar- I did, yes. Quentin Tarantino announced that the character Leonardo DiCaprio played in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Rick Dalton, the actor, passed away, he announced. And that is next level... Insanity in the best possible way. I love it that that's what he that's what he's doing with these characters. He is literally tracking the entirety of their lives. So you're working it's there. A very thin line. We just mm-hmm. got a picture of Skato up on there. Glow skate with Skato. Yes, yeah, okay. That's an that's an illustration. I still don't know what Skato looks like. Um it lo- yeah, it looks like that, but
10: like less um happy and much more like droopy and depressed.
1: It says meet Skato live with three exclamation points on this ad, <laughs> as if this is the most exciting thing that could ever happen to you. So go ahead. So you're you're working there. Skato is the mascot. What goes on?
10: Yes. Um, so, you know, clearly Skato is, you know, comes out maybe once or twice a day and comes out and dances with all the kids. But the big uh, sort of show every day or every weekend is Skato coming out to dance with the, the, the birthday uh, celebrators. So, you sure. know, all kids yes. having their birthday at this like rundown roller rink, essentially. hmm. And, um, you know, of course, it was always someone, you know, who pulled the short straw that would have to wear this disgusting costume that, keep in mind, never got cleaned and was always just like sweated in by, you know, unsanitary teenagers who were chain-smoking cigarettes yes. in the back of the building. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, this thing was rank. Absolutely disgusting.
1: <laughs> There's a picture of skate um, of- Amazing. Skato is green and yellow with a red cap on his head. And there's a picture of Skato with a child. This kid might as well be holding up a newspaper with the date on it as some sort of in some sort of hostage situation. So would Skato make the next uh, mascot list? I'll say this. I'm pro Skato. Skato.
10: <laughs> Who do you think would win in a fight, Skato or uh Wally Wackuman?
1: Um I'd say Wally Wackuman would drive Skate would keep going and talking and drive Skato to the point of insanity. Because <laughs> he agree. would go. He, I, I would I would bet on the, the real Wally Wackuman versus Skato. Mm-hmm. I'd bet on Wally Wackuman the 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 rogue Wally Wackyman who I'm starting to prefer to the regular real Wally Wackyman. I think I would, I would, I would agree. I would say that's a push. And by that, I mean, I would push both of them into traffic. (laughs) (laughs) So, so go ahead. So, okay. So (laughs) somebody draws the short, uh, the short straw and has to be skato for a kid's birthday party.
10: Yes. And it was clearly, yeah, the, the worst job you could have. And I think um, it, clearly what happened after, you know, four months of somebody having this job is that they just did not want to do it anymore. So, you know, obviously they <laughs> weren't allowed to, you know, decline doing their job. So one day, you know, it's in the middle of a busy Saturday and somebody goes back in the back room to, uh, to put on the skato costume and the skato costume is missing nowhere to be found in the oh building oh my god and you know nobody panics necessarily because you know kids are still going to skate and play video games and you know eat four you know four hour old chicken fingers off of the burner you know yeah. it, it's not the end of the world but this costume is obviously you know a big draw for people to, of to come around
1: the skato we're talking about oh of course i mean everybody knows skato yeah So, what happens? Um, So, I think,
10: so, eventually, you know, they, you know, look all over the building. They can't find the costume. You know, everybody gets questioned. It's kind of like this, this, you know, inside investigation. Everybody gets pulled into the office to, you know, hey, where were you between the hours of such and such? And, you know, nobody fesses up. But, like, everybody working there kind of knew, you know, there were two two or three people who were clear suspects in the case.
1: Uh Uh-huh and were you familiar with these people?
10: Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, I could I, I could tell you where these people live today who, mm-hmm. you know, might or might not have walked off with the uh, with the costume. I'm sorry. I'm watching the feed and I just keep seeing these pictures come up.
1: They're finding whoever is back they're finding pictures of Skato. They're doing a great job. Skato, Skato's yes. slightly depressed um, looking. Yeah. Skato has like absolutely. a melancholy look.
10: Now, just imagine him doing the chicken dance with a uh, team of seven-year-olds. Now, is Skato on
1: roller, on skates.
10: roller skates? Yes, absolutely,
1: 100%. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. So, so they're trying to figure out who stole the Skato costume.
10: Yes. So, you know, essentially, they never get down to the bottom of it for, you know, maybe about two or three weeks. And then all of a sudden, you know, the skato costume appears outside of the building, maybe two or three miles away, hung up like in a tree, just kind of scattered around, not like, you know, hung by a noose, but just somebody tossed the costume up in a tree. And the one thing I remember uh, specifically about this finding is that You know, they printed this story in the newspaper, so there's a black and white photo of, you know, this poorly constructed skato costume, you know, flapping in the wind. And it's just, I don't know. It always really makes me laugh.
1: That sounds like the greatest David Sedaris story that was never told. (laughs) Yeah, they cut that one. Josh? I got to just say this. this is yes, the best, sir. This is the best call of the year. The skato stuff. Oh is my the god, best. Tom!
4: You're, you
10: if I could find a, uh, a costume, I will. I will. What's your will Venmo? What's your no? Keith what's Forever your Venmo? What's your
1: Venmo? What's your Venmo? Oh, it's at. Uh, no, don't care. I'm not at kidding.
10: the man no, with two ends. Oh, okay. okay,
1: yeah. Josh, thank you for the call. I will talk to you soon.
4: All right.
10: Thank Bye-bye. you, Tom.
1: Good, good call. Good call. Hello, Best Show. Hi, Tom. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. To whom am I speaking?
11: Uh, This is uh, Simon from Ontario.
1: Ah, my rival. Another enemy of mine. Another enemy. Another guy who gives me nothing but grief. Tonight, I've gotten nothing but grief. I got it from Wally Wacky Man. I got it from Z-Man. I got it from... Uh, mushroom mike i'm getting it from you i got it from patricia arquette uh uh darren from from work i'm getting it everywhere what do you got for me help me out my friend
11: <laughs> so um yeah every every year when i was um because this guy's you know, moans all about when i
1: talk it. about the pizza this is the guy i always say the toronto pizza sucks Here's what I want to propose to you right now, Simon. How much Hi. How much would you pay me? And you could put a little fundraiser out and, and put a little hat out and get people to chip in. How much to get me to never mention Toronto pizza ever again? How much? Would, I mean, how much would you all pay? All press
11: is good press, so Every time you talk about Toronto Pizza, pizza stocks go up three percent. So, I'm motivated to keep talking about it.
1: You're trying to do some brer rabbit business here on me, or get me to jump into the briar patch. Go ahead, Simon.
11: Um, (laughs) Tom. So yeah, when I was younger, my family used to. drive down to Florida and like rent a, a cheap motel and then kind of okay. like stay on the beach for a week mm-hmm. in the summer.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
11: um one day when I was like um you know, 10 or 11, I was uh in the water punching waves and I punched a uh, a Portuguese man o' war, if you know what that is.
1: No, what? So <laughs> you're in the ocean, you're punching waves. I'm going to search Portuguese man war. It's like, oh my it god! It looks
11: like a, a ziploc
1: bag. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like a giant jellyfish. Yeah. So you punch one and of those, and then what hurt, happens?
11: It hurt so bad. I don't remember how bad it hurt.
1: How did like, it hurt? Like it, it was itchy, or it was a uh, it was hard when you punched it. How was it?
11: I literally can't remember. It's a spot in my mind. My brain went, nothing good can come of this pain. We're just going to forget about it.
1: So did you get stung? You don't remember?
11: I got stung. It hurts like crazy. Like it's way worse than a jellyfish.
1: Mm-hmm.
11: But that's not the worst part.
1: Yeah, what's the so worst part?
11: apparently I screamed. I don't remember it.
1: You punched it in and a so slice I'm walking of down. Toronto pizza came out? Yep. Yeah. No, go ahead. What what happened?
11: Oh, just, just you wait. So, um, my a quarter of a mile down the beach to the lifeguard station. You know, like they put vinegar on it or whatever. And the lifeguard, as he's putting vinegar on it, looks me in the eyes and says, "And I quote: heard you scream from all the way down the beach, and it sounded so high pitched and girlish. I thought it was your a stump."
1: Well that's not cool.
11: It literally added insult to injury.
1: Yeah. I'd drop a I'd drop a Portuguese man of war on his head. Like O'Bannon in uh Days and Confused. Like the a seafaring days and confused. You drop a Portuguese man of war on and said, Hey up here, look. What did you get for picking on us? <laughs> Well, look, you tell that lifeguard, he's got me to deal with. Sounds good. Well. I'll
11: let them know you're coming.
1: You let them know I'm coming. Well, look, I'm sorry that happened to you. I wish nothing but the best for you in life. Tom. You have a great night.
11: You're the best, Tom.
1: You're a caller to the show. No, you're the best also. You're the best. Also, hello, ah. Besho. Welcome. Final call of the show. Final call. Hello, Tom. Hello, hi. To whom am I speaking? Oh, Tom is Drennan in Atlanta. Drennan in Atlanta, longtime caller. What's up, Drennan? Not much, man. How uh, how how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking forward to this call.
4: Fantastic. Um, so it's not exactly summer. I have I have two celebrity encounters uh mm-hmm. embarrassing uh, celebrity encounters that i thought i would share but they happened in the summer so it's sure it's still
1: kind of we're gonna we'll, we'll fit it in we'll fit it we'll make it fit now please tell yes, me sir. i'm yes, praying sir. one of these was skato one of these celebrity <laughs> encounters
4: i was skato call was unbelievable um i wish it wasn't skato so, so the first one you want the worst one first They're like the, you the, the paint the way? picture?
1: You paint the picture, Drennan.
4: Yes, sir. Okay, fantastic. So um, a buddy of mine got a job playing music for Adam Sandler and they were, we were living in Brooklyn and he was coming through and he texted, he was like, Hey, do you and your wife want to go see, you know, the show tonight? And I was like, Oh yeah, absolutely. And my dad had just sent me a photo he found on his computer of me, at like age twelve, standing with my back against uh, a cutout of um, Adam Sandler from Bulletproof, the Damon Wayans, the, the 95. Adam, yes,
1: the action movie he did, which is not one of his most popular movies. It's one. Of, it's one of the it's few not. movies he did for hire. Like when he was not, he had no, no. I I, I believe he had no stake in his. creating that movie.
4: Right, right. Yeah. And so, so it's, it's just a picture. It's like at a video store, me 12, and I'm smiling. And when I smile, my eyes, my, my, they get real squinty. I look stoned, but um, I, I was too young to have been stoned. But I was, uh, I, I sent this photo to my buddy. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we got to recreate this picture. And he wrote back, like almost immediately, he wrote back, LOL, Sandler loves it and so i was just like i was so proud that my guy is close enough to adam sandler that he could just be like hey look at this dumb thing my friend sent yeah um we go to the show and uh it, it was it was, the, it was a duo tour so i got to see it was nick schwarzen and um norie mcdonald did a set and rob schneider did a set mm-hmm. and it was it was a wild roller coaster this thing and then um it was great. And after the thing, uh, my buddy comes out and he's like, Hey, do you guys want to come backstage and like, you know, have a beer? And we are like, of course. And the backstage, it was like that thing from spinal tap where it's just like, it was at King's theater. So it was like room after room after corridor. It, it was just, and it was full of people. There must've been, I, you know, I, I, it, it was a ton of people there and, um, I'm standing, uh, so just talking to talking to my buddy, we're catching up. And I, I hear this, uh, uh, I, I get like a slap on the shoulder and I hear this guy go, it's the it's the stoned kid. And I turn around and it's Adam Sandler and he's like so excited. He recognizes me from this photo. And he's like, I can't believe this is the stoned kid. You get this photo, so funny. You got to see the photo of this kid, he looks so hot. And I turn around to see who he's talking to and it's, I'm, I'm suddenly like in the middle of a circle of um, Ben Stiller, Chris Rock, Noah Bombach and Smigel, I think. I think it's Robert Smigel mm-hmm. and Adam, Adam Sandler's like, Sure. And yeah. these guys are clearly like friends. They're like, they're like cl- catching up, you know? Mm-hmm. And Sandler's um, like, show him the picture. Show him the picture. And I could like, i I make I'd direct eye contact with Ben Stiller and he could not be less interested in whatever this is. And there's also like no reception. So I'm like having a hard time like finding the uh-huh. photo.
7: Okay. And
4: after, after like 20 seconds of me like sliding through my phone, um adam sandler's like what's going on you can't find it and i was like yeah i don't i don't know he's like oh it's too bad it's a good photo and then like maybe he like basically without even me even realizing it he kind of spins me out of the circle and then i'm just like i'm like completely overwhelmed and you know trying to like what just happened and then i see adam sandler and he's going up to everybody in this in this like every there's there's so many people in this thing and he's going up to every one of them and being like, "Hey, it's the you know it's your aunt's birthday." Mm-hmm. He's the most like engaging.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I, I, I've, I've never seen anything like it in my life. That's but amazing. It was absolutely humiliating.
1: Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a good story, though. Yeah, that's okay. That's, that's a good, good story. It's and then uncomfortable. I have, I had one more. You have more. It's pretty uncomfortable. I have I
4: have
11: one more. And it's okay. Twitter.
1: No, I love. Please, let's hear and it okay uh i'm so sorry a friend of mine don't be uh, what are you sorry for floor. what are you sorry for you're doing great you oh, tell the story oh, I, you know tell I the know, story I wanna, we I got know, it we know. got it floor's yours go ahead
4: a, a buddy of mine's band got to open for the yeah yeah yeah
1: mm-hmm.
4: um and it was like a like a big it was like a big deal for them to it was uh, this was like 2005 maybe and so it was in, um, Asheville, North Carolina. And so we drove up from Atlanta and, um, it's like the, uh, all the, all the band family was there, you know, like their, their parents had come, it was close enough and it was like a big show for them. And so like the family came to support and afterwards a similar thing where it was like, we're, you know, in the back room and, um, Karen O is standing in the middle of a circle that is, uh, you know, uh, the, you know, bass player his parents, the singer, his parents, the drummer, you know, it was like, it was like he was, she was entertaining. Uh, they, had, they had done a short tour with them and, and Karen O was just like engaging them with like re- re- regaling everybody with these stories about, you know, who was doing what and, and this kind of thing. And it was, she was being so entertaining and charismatic and, you know, kind of a circle just kind of forms around her. So I'm just kind of standing there next to my friend uh, who she knows and she, you know, she's telling these stories. And then she looks right at me.
7: <laughs>
4: she looks right at me and she goes, "What are you staring at? You've just been staring at me. What is happening?" And I start looking around to see like, am I crazy? Everybody's staring at her, right? I'm like, yeah. I like, we're, we're all doing this. And, and, and every and, and nobody seems to be like thinking that it's weird that she's chastising me, so I'm like, "Oh is I doing something wrong?" And um, it was it was so weird. and then and then it was like, I would say it felt like an eternity, but it probably in reality was like five seconds. She was like, I like your shirt. And then just moved on and just went right back into like telling stories. And I was like, but were
1: you staring? Were you <laughs> Dude, staring? Was, What's going on with this? Well, I don't,
4: I don't know. I don't, I don't, I mean, I thought I was just, I was just watching her tell stories. I, you know, I thought she was, everybody was doing it. We were all, we were, she was in the center of a circle. The only person talking. It was, it was like, I assume everybody was staring. I mean, I wasn't like you know. I wasn't. I, mean, I don't think I. I can't see my face. I don't know what my face looked like. But I you know, I don't think I was being um, lewd oh, in any in any oh, way. D- I was just I, I don't.
1: I, I don't know what happened. Oh, I don't know what to say to this one. I gotta say no, no, no to this one. Well, that's why. I, yeah, yeah. That's why that was my takeaway. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no, no. I don't <laughs> Let me ask you this, Jeremy. Let me ask you this and be honest yes, with Yes, sir. Me. Please. Are you excited yes, about the idea that there will be a Best Show t shirt finally with the logo? Of course. That's all I wanted to hear. And everybody, just going to the, say it again. I'm, I'm going to say it again. We're doing the shirts. We never did them before, never did Best Show shirts. We're going to do them this is how we're going to do it. Very soon, there will be an announcement that there is a pre order for them. There's going to be the classic Best Show logo, the blue and white on black. Then there's the West Show logo on white. And we'll do a pre-order for about two weeks, and then you can get your order in. And then you'll get your shirt in time for the summer to wear it outside. Speaking of summer... Then after that, whatever we got left in stock is what we got left. Uh, It's going to be limited limited inventory, so make sure you get your order, but we're not doing it yet. Hang tight. Pre-order coming soon. So, yes, Drennan, thank you. And I want you, Drennan, to know if it's ever you and me in a circle and I'm telling a story and you're laughing and everybody's laughing and you're there and I see you staring at me. I'm going to let it ride. Uh I'm going to let it ride. I'm going to let it ride. I I appreciate that. I don't know that I deserve it, but I do appreciate it. Well, that's how it's going to be. All right, buddy. Thanks for the call. All right, then. You have a great night. Cheers. Best show. Uh, Looks like we're wrapping it up. I want to thank. Still didn't get. uh, I was hoping to get 30K uh, Venmoed back to me from. Z man did not happen was expecting a $30,000 Venmo in return saying, thank you for everything you've done for me and all the laughs. Here's $30,000. Tom didn't happen. It's on him. Um, thanks to Patricia Arquette. Thanks to Z man. Thanks to Darren from work. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to you, the listener. Get ready next week. Best 25 movies, worst 25 movies. That's the list. The first 25 are the best The Bottom, the second 25 are the worst. List, 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 get ready. We'll be back next week. Thanks everybody for listening and let's say goodbye. And, uh, I'll see you then when we, uh, do it to it. Best show. Bye-bye. The best show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The best show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Burns. Segment producer, Michael Liz. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knack. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show, number four, life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.